What is up, everybody, and welcome back to the Pohada Podcast. I am Matt Brouse of Pohada Photography, and this is the first official Pohada Podcast collab. That's short for collaboration. The collaboration is with my boy Vince of the T Migos Podcast. So you can check out this episode over on his station as well. You can also find him, being as he's a sponsor of this episode, at freshsteeps.com. That is freshsteeps.com. That's a T reference, just like T Migos, the name of his podcast. He's also at Fresh Steeps on Instagram, and part of that sponsorship is he's got an exciting announcement about his product line on this episode. So definitely tune in and check that out. Also, Axon Movement, axon-movement.com, Instagram, axon underscore MVMT. In case you are a mess from doing jujitsu and haphazard lifting that you do to help your jujitsu, and it only makes it worse, check them out. And without further ado, the Pohada Migo T Migo Pohada podcast with my guy Vince. Vince, welcome to the Pohada podcast. Are we on? We're live? Yeah. We're doing it. You're supposed to welcome Thanks, me to your podcast. Oh, yeah. Matt and Polly. Welcome to the T Migos podcast. T Talk. T Talk. We're so, here. Odds are the 12 people that listen to my podcast are more accustomed to it being rando bullshit. So let's talk about tea first. We're gonna do oh, we're gonna do the tea stuff first. Let's talk about tea. All right. Well, well, quite, I mean, what do you got? What, what do you have for me? I got Lipton iced do you tea. Want, do you in want little packets? Okay. Is that good? No, no, terrible. Okay. <laughs> that's that's that's. Uh, <laughs> Give me the basics. No, Teach yeah. Me about it, tea. That's good for like a bath. Honestly, I'm all about the the tea, like the tea bags for a bath. Like that's, taking a bath in tea. Yeah, Le- legitimately take like five, ten tea bags, put. Like, Fill up your bath, put the tea bags in the bath, and let it happen. Why? What What's that going to do for me? <sighs> right, that's the that's the thing. Is what is it going to do? Uh, the purported benefits is that it's going to make your skin silky smooth, give you the nice nice glow that people are looking for. Um, have I ever done it? No. That was probably <laughs> that was probably a question that was going to come up. So <laughs> so if I buy shitty tea from the grocery store, yeah. Use it for bathing. Use it for bathing. And so what I do, um, what I do do, I hate saying that, what I do partake in is uh, I use tea bags, like shitty tea bags. I take them and after I'm done making my shitty cup of tea with it, I like wipe it on my face. <laughs> yeah, you okay, yeah. I, it's gonna be one of those things where I'm not entirely sure if he's yeah. fucking with me. No, 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 or, no, no. Okay. I'm, I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. I got a video on it too. Um uh-huh. just follow me on TikTok, people. Um no, yeah, yeah, you how, got, how you do take I follow you on TikTok? Fresh steeps, brother. At Fresh Steeps. At Is Fresh that how TikTok works with the at? Yeah, yeah. Okay. TikTok same same as all social media. Yeah. Um same reason though, silky smooth. No, yeah, same same thing. So like it's there's, there's something about like the inflammation, like if you get like baggy eyes. Um, I've just noticed it, it feels really good. You take the, I typically do it with like a green tea bag and I just legitimately like wipe it like under the, I close my eyes. It kind of feels like cool and refreshing. Um, does it actually do anything? No, probably think, yeah, not. Maybe. I don't know. Isn't it hot? 
Uh, yeah. Yeah, you, it's hot. It's, so it's like, you've you ever had like a hot towel? Like you put that on your face? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's, I hate that sensation. Oh, you hate it? Yeah. Well, then you'll hate this. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't mean I won't try it. I'll yeah. try anything twice. I like that. Twice. First time, yeah, you never know. Second time, you'll know. Can I get a decent tea at, at the grocery store in the coffee aisle? <sighs> Can you get a decent tea in the grocery store? Because um, 100% of the tea that I've consumed, I think, is probably like, you know, your mass marketed whatever type teas. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably, I would argue Tao, T-A-O, Tao. Tao, I actually don't, I don't know, know if I know, I, I can picture the yeah. brand. I don't yeah. know, I can't picture the, the quality of the tea. Um, my, my thoughts on tea kind of in general, bagged teas are typically worse in the consideration of sustainability wise, uses a lot more mm. of uh, just a lot more material. and More packaging and more stuff. More packaging, yeah, yeah. exactly goes into it uh there's actually a little bit of research that people say there's actually microplastics that you sure. consume with it sure sure, sure. um so sustainability wise i try to avoid tea bags there's also the quality of tea is far worse because the way tea is produced at, at a lot of these farms is they harvest the tea they process it to a point that is loose leaf and then a lot of the stems and excess leaves that are not used are ground up and put into bags. So basically you're getting the shitty byproducts of loose leaf, of good quality loose leaf tea in putting the bags. Well, it's all seeds and stems. It's all seeds and stems. <clears throat> exactly. So hmm. that's, that's like kind of my take on like just an overview of bag tea versus loose leaf. So, I would, if you really want to expand your knowledge in tea and expand your experiences, go loose leaf. Start experiencing that. Where do I go for that? Well, <laughs> <laughs> two two <laughs> answers. Give me that answer, and then give me another answer, though. What what answer do you want first? I don't know. Whatever. Okay. Well, this is uh, yeah. This could be the this is the right time then. Um, yeah. I will actually be. I don't have a date don't have a date yet i'm i'm working on some logistic back end type things but fresh steeps is going to be launching five new blends five blends just new for the world like unheard of that's new yeah 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 it's new um but no i'm yeah i'm launching some blends i got them i got them here it's a shame you don't have uh don't have video we got pictures yeah we'll take some pictures (laughs) well yeah we got them here five blends they're they're all loose leaf, obviously. I try to do my best at organic and fair trade sourcing. Um, and yeah, like basically the, the basis of these five blends, one, they're things that I love to use. Like the, they're the teas that I find myself going to daily, weekly, just like my, my normal go-tos. Um, and then two, just they have like a functionality to it. So there's blends for relaxation sleep time zen time i call it my zen blend then there's stuff like when i'm in the in the mood in the morning to get amped for the day i call it my warrior's boost so get it it's a good pre-workout kind of beverage if you're not into pre-workouts that's what i like to do is actually use tea as a pre-workout so that was a little more caffeinated than the zen yeah it's got some yerba mate and green tea in it so yerba mate is not a i mean how, how deep we want to go into tea 
Bring it, brother. All right. I'll cut it out if it's boring. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) So you're going to cut out all the teeth stuff. All right. I get it. Cool. cool, cool. Um, I'll send you that version. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be on the Team Egos podcast. Just nothing but jujitsu bullshit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, But no, the tea stuff, that's. Yeah. So what I was going to say is all tea comes from the same plant, actually. So they're. Really? Yeah. White. Huh. Green, black, pu'er, oolong, yellow—you'll see kind of all those. All those teas come from the Camellia sinensis plant. Say it again. Camellia sinensis. Oh, yeah, Man. beautiful, beautiful. I had no idea. Yeah, I yeah. It's, you it's also wild. just made up a couple of words. You said black, yellow, white. Yep. And then two other things. What were those words? Well, black, yellow, white, green, oolong, and pu'er. Uh-huh. Probably the the ones that you heard. What? What is? The, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's so, that? so we could break it down a little. Um, mm-hmm. So, a lot of people know what green and black tea are. That's probably like the most common. If you've never heard of tea, you probably know what black and or yeah, black and green are. So, they basically just qualify that. There's a lot of things that go into what qualifies a specific tea into those different categories. The first. Oh, I shouldn't say the first, but the biggest difference is the processing. So like it's post harvest, you harvest the tea leaves. What are you doing with it now? Are you basically just packaging it from there and shipping it out to the customers? Cool. That's probably going to be more of your white teas. So very minimal to zero processing. Or is it going to go through oxidation processes? Is it going to be fermented? Is it going to be... um yeah, those are pretty much the two things that, that happen. Roasted. Uh, if so, that turns into now your blacks, your pu'ers, possibly your oolongs. So basically, you can you you have a scale when it comes to tea. It starts at least oxidized, per se, which is white. So you have your white teas down on the lower end of the scale. Then you'll go green teas, then yellow teas, oolong black and pu'er if that makes sense did i lose you you look a little lost uh, it's my normal face uh, <laughs> t- so the oxidizing of it what does that do what does that mean yeah so this is for all the science people out there if you know oxidation um like the rust on my shitty car yeah exactly exactly that's like literally you're adding oxygen to mm-hmm. the the tea leaf so it's subjected into oxygen i mean there's oxidate oxidations happening 24 7 365 like all over the place so what you're doing is you can halt or you can expedite the oxidation process by what they call bruising withering so you take the tea leaves and you can actually like bruise them so like they'll kind of gently like grind them or gently like hit them in in certain ways that opens up the the tea leaf to allow more oxygen and it breaks bonds chemically and allows more oxygen. Now, when that happens, as you start to oxidate it more, it reaches more of those darker, bolder teas, like the black tea, the pu'er and the oolong. So that's how you change the the flavor profiles and stuff. So that's how you change the flavor profile. Now you can also steam tea. You can roast tea. Again, you start getting into the, the nuances. This is like when, if you're super into like, green tea specifically there is a lot of variations within green tea because you can have a green tea like matcha super high 
in caffeine, but you're actually like drinking the powdered tea itself. Whereas now you get like a hojicha, which is, <laughs> which is a much lower, almost like zero caffeinated tea that's been a green tea that's been like roasted. So it's like literally been kind of like pan fired. You can do it at home actually, like sure. yourself. You can make it's like, it. like cooking the alcohol off a wine you use to cook almost same kind exactly. of. Exactly. That's interesting. Exactly. So it's, it's super, I mean, yeah, to me, super interesting. I, that's, that's what got me here in this, in yeah. this predicament. Predicament. <laughs> in this, this predicament. This future career. This future yeah. career, future, yeah. whatever, whatever I'm at, whatever I'm doing. Can tea, so like, I noticed these have a Ziploc. Yeah. Can, if if they weren't Ziploc, if it wasn't like sealed, can it get like stale or old? <laughs> nice catch. <laughs> can it get like stale or old? Yeah. Saving the microphone. Yeah, yeah. Tea, so expiration in tea is a kind of a common question. Um, you want me to keep talking during this? Okay. Yeah, expiration in tea is kind of a common question. So, Tea itself won't really go bad ever. Like you, it won't really like expire like a, um, I don't know, like food would in the sense like where it's like going to start like molding and, and getting gross unless it gets like really contaminated with something. Um, but the quality for sure will go down. So typically the recommendations are to like keep tea away from direct sunlight as well as in an airtight sealed container. And that's just because if water starts actually, like there's water in the air, obviously, if that starts touching the tea leaves, it starts just, it creates an oxidation process. It, it kind of goes through those little chemical changes that maybe would make the tea not as pleasurable if you did, if from like the first day you bought it. Yeah. Now that being said, I have tea that's like two years old I still love it. I mean, it's it's delicious to me, and uh, but I mean, you store it pretty well sealed up and whatnot. Yeah, huh? yeah. I have a nice little tea cabinet that's that's stored stored well, and uh, yeah, yeah. So okay, but what's your guys' tea experience? So you telling me you've you've just only had Lipton, and Polly, what about you? Um, now hold on, I've I've purchased little boxes of all kinds of different bag stuff, okay. but the, what I'm gleaning from this is fundamentally they're all roughly the same other than like yeah. flavorings added maybe or something yeah i i would and i say yeah i'm wrong of course there's there's differences like speaking in generalities though but i'll speak in generalities yeah again like i could get detailed but you're gonna fucking zonk out all the <laughs> listeners are gonna be like what the fuck is this jujitsu podcast all of a sudden turned into this tea bizarre or whatever you drink more tea than i do paulie yeah um i don't drink it i mean i drink it weekly but not every day what kind of tea um i don't know there's this place in tampa that uh where sophie goes to school yeah and it's a it's a tea i forget what it's called i'll look it up on my phone in a second okay but anyway um they have this one blend that i just love yeah and so i brought home a bunch of it but that's why i was asking if it needs to be sealed no yeah I've had that's it for i mean going on nine months now yeah um, so i remember paul you asked me after after class what if there are any good um t 
tea stores or like for iced tea. Yeah, because I like cold tea also. And I didn't look into that, but. <laughs> 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 that's fucking sweet <laughs> i remember you asking me for a recommendation and i didn't bother looking into it but there's uh this great new it's an it's a new brand that's coming out it's called fresh steeps um <laughs> this immunity blend is literally one of my favorites for our, uh for like cold brewing and like post jujitsu post workout is no caffeine it's just super fruity so I'll just I'll let people know what's what's going on in this. Mm-hmm. Call it my immunity. It is a blend of hibiscus, ginger, lemon peel, astragalus root, and elderberries. Thoughts? Uh, that was the one that caught my eye when you first threw those out there. Because of the pink? Because of the, the the nice pink color or the? Maybe. Well, I just like started <laughs> read. Well, no, I was reading what um, like what went into them. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's super. Super fruity, got the tartness from the lemon peel and the hibiscus, um, the ginger, nice tie-in. Probably, I don't know, astragalus root. That was probably one of the weirder ones that I, I said. I call it my immunity blend because I also, like I said, I, I like to do functionality and flavor. Try to make the – because a lot of herbal teas, if you guys have you guys ever tried like true herbs, just like a straight-up like herb, herbal tea – no, <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm looking. At, I'm asking you, and I and in my mind, I'm like, Fick, "What the fuck are you asking?" I'm just for? waiting for a moment to say your mother smells of elderberries. Cause yeah, right. You, you brought up elderberries, and then my brain was like, "That's what I think." <laughs> Immediately. Yeah. So, quick side note, just because of that, you are used to do, and I, I don't know. I I didn't never got any feedback, so I don't know if I am going to continue doing it. Right now, I'm putting a little pause on it, but at the end of my podcast. I would do a Urban Dictionary T word of the day because one day I was just with my girlfriend and the idea came to me. I'm like, I wonder what Urban Dictionary has to say about this word. And it was like Earl Grey or something, something like that. Just some tea related word. And I looked up elderberries and all (laughs) elderberries was just quotes from Monty Python, just nonstop. But so sorry. Well, you don't want you don't want to look up Earl Grey and find out it's like a rusty trombone or something mm. like that. Trust me, there <laughs> are gonna, if people. Yeah. I, I, I there's some words that I wanted to do, but I refuse to say out loud <laughs> <laughs> because, like, if you, for instance, just people search on Urban Dictionary dandelion and uh-huh. thank me or unfollow me or block me <laughs> later, <laughs> whatever you want to do. Well, you just put up a video, like a TikTok type video of two really weird words. Just the other day, is that decoction? The, yes, and infusion. Yeah, the difference. Between yeah, those but those were that was more for factual basis, well, not for, for sure. Not for, yeah, not for comedy. Well, yeah, yeah. So, so those ones, yeah, those are those are different brewing techniques. Sure, sure. On like how to how to brew your herbs. So, a lot of the the tougher herbs out there. So, if you have like a root or a bark, so like dandelion root or uh, the one I used was dandelion root and sarsaparilla root. Um, or if you have like slippery elm bark, something like that. Those are all different types of herbs that people like to make herbal teas out of. You get those, you do what's called a decoction to get the most out of it nutrient-wise. And like the health benefits that are purported around those herbs. So that decoction is basically, it's like a long simmer. It's like what you'd do with a, with a good homemade spaghetti sauce. You'd do it with those herbs. 
you let you boil them you let them simmer for like an hour it really extracts the the nutrients and everything what's this that's that's the place i was talking about Tabella tea company sweet banana cream mm does it taste like a sweet banana cream pie or something like I that? Have some when you try it if you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah sweet like banana it. cream sounds like an Anchorman line. Like great Odin, great <laughs> sweet banana cream. Great Odin's raven. Yeah, that's right. I'm a big Anchorman fan as well. The first one. So then, infusion is like a faster version. Infusions go for go best for flowers, um, leaves. It's like the the lighter parts of the plant. So like a dandelion, for for example. You can. That's a completely edible plant. I'm. I'm huge. I, I'm a huge advocate of dandelions. I. I love them. I'm again. Like I was telling you guys earlier, my yard is the is the bane of the neighborhood's existence. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because like I let the dandelions go. My 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 yard's all natural. Um, and so I like harvest the dandelions out of my yard, and from root to flower, I consume the whole thing. And so the flower. Do you have a dog? I don't. Okay. I'm actually watching. Shout out to Lucas and Katrina. They're in Iceland right oh, now. You're watching all 12 of their dogs. I'm watching all 12 <laughs> of their dogs. <laughs> and uh, it's been wild. No, they, they were good. They were nice. And they only sp- they split them up between me and uh, Lucas's brother. Yeah, you might want to spray a hose in the yard before you harvest your dandelion. Oh, no. Yeah. I'm not going to be harvesting anything for the rest of the year. <laughs> After seeing what those dogs do to my yeah, yard. Yeah, man. Yeah. Congratulations to Lucas and Katrina, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, getting hitched. I know. Congrats. That's in Iceland, too. Like, well, they got, I got to see some pictures. They're not getting married in Iceland. They got engaged maybe. in Iceland. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Maybe. That's a fair point. Do you know? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. M theory power couple. Right? It's scary, scary humans. What, what, so what, name, say the recovery blend that you got sitting there again? The immunity. Immunity. So immunity. what's, what's it going to do for me? You're leaning in yep. an, an interest area of mine, like... My I leave M theory after rolling, or after being rolled on. It's a better description. <laughs> Probably, yeah. And I get my pizza and my PBR and a token protein shake. So why that do sounds, I want? Why do I want to take that? That sounds fantastic. I mean, so this is not this is not really recovery. I wouldn't say so. I like it after jujitsu because my body craves sugar after training hard. Sure. I really like so I usually go for a sweet tea. Or um, a kombucha, something like along those lines. A smoothie is perfect because you can add some protein to that as well. But so that's predominantly why I like that. Polly, like I said, Polly was asking me, so I was gonna give my own my own little plug for myself. Yeah, yeah. But um, but what's that gonna do for me? Why, yeah, what, yeah. What, so, what am, I, what am so I thinking about it? In regards to that, though, so basically, like I was saying, it's got hibiscus, ginger, lemon peel, astragalus root, and elderberries. I I tried to choose one flavors that blend well together and actually is something that, like I said, I want to enjoy daily and I think people would enjoy. But on top of it, have a few studies, been researched, been just historically using, using, that's not a word, used for treating your immune system, <laughs> boosting your immune sure, system, sure, modulating sure, sure. your immune system. Sure. My system's taking on all this stress from two hours of hard training. For what sure. can I throw in there to help me bounce back a little for sure. function wise? Exactly. Yeah. So like the lemon peel, the ginger, those are kind of known as like immune boosters. So they got like higher vitamins and minerals in it. They help like support the immune system's nor- normal and natural function. The astragalus root and same with elderberries. Elderberries is actually one of those 
that has, again, could be getting into the weeds with this, but high flavonoid content and flavonoids have been correlated with uh, like the higher flavonoids people hear about like antioxidants and blue, and like blueberries, same thing with elderberries, just sure. a little bit more concentrated. Sure. Um, but like the astragalus root is what you would call an immune modulator. So it's got this modulating effect in the sense where when you consume it daily or when you consume it over a long period of time, it creates, um, you guys know what hormesis is? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like the, the little bit of stress. Explain it to the, to the audience. Though. They, to the they, audience. They, they don't know. They yeah, don't yeah. Know. So it's the basically creating little tiny bits of stress in your system to thus make you stronger. That's what working out does. That's what jumping in cold lakes does. That's what exposing yourself to like extremely hot saunas does. Same thing, you can do it with herbs as well. Um, this astragalus root is, again, an immune modulator, and it can actually create chemically tiny little fissures and stresses in your system that help in the long run because now your body is slowly building up stronger because of this, and then it is able to tackle when a real threat comes in. So... That's, that's again, the big, like I said, I kind of tried to do this with all the blends. Think of like, what is, wh why do I use herbs? Like, why, why, why do I, this is getting into like the hippy dippy shit. Like, why do I partner with herbs? That's what like a lot of like the people. Yeah. Yeah. The people in like, <laughs> in like that world, yeah, they're yeah, like, yeah. it's not, you're not using them. You're partnering, partnering with them. With them yeah. yeah, it's they, like training partners in jujitsu. Exactly, exactly. You you want to about thirty percent of the about, time. Yeah, I was like, I've my been first a, three roles today were not a partnership at all. I was like, I've been used <laughs> and abused yeah, right. a lot at jujitsu, um, so that might not be the best correlation, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's like that's the the hippy dippy part of. Uh, of the hippy dippy thing. Of the hippy dippy uh, thing. I mean, tea is hippy dippy. Yeah, yeah, that's all good. Oh, but I, I, what I'm trying like to to make it cool, you know. So you got combination of flavors because they they're gonna appeal to what you want in the moment. Like you have a sweet tooth after training. Yeah. But it's you got there using things that are pertinent to your body's needs at that time, which yep. is like immune boosting stuff. Yeah. Exactly. I dig it. I like that. You got I other like cool named ones here? He said I do. Them. Yeah, let's go through the names. I like Why not? Them. Those are fun names, the ones I heard so far. So so this one here, it's... Uh, I'm going to be honest. Actually, not. this is my least favorite name. I'm still... So I'm open for names. Like, this is... I'm in the beginning process, you know? Yeah, yeah. So this is called Chai Cleanse. You lost me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, have you ever had, like, chai latte, a chai yeah. tea? Yeah. yeah. So Chai Cleanse. So... It's one of those cleansing type teas in a blend that actually helps your normal cleansing processes in your body. So whether that's increasing bile production, increasing your liver's f function to uh, after a night of imbibing and drinking. Um, and I, don't, I so, don't do that. Oh, is that? I don't do that. So it's yeah, yeah. No. I drink during the day. Yeah. Insert. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh. <laughs> I will come up with a cool name for that one. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I, I am open for for names on this one. I did just order a shit ton of labels, so I'm <laughs> I am only open for like, or I'm open for it in maybe like four hundred. Well, or to... buy it, buy it, 
and I can go through my labels quicker. Yeah. And then we can come there up with go. better names. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, this one's uh, a Pu'er tea. So, I can get into that a little bit more. But Pu'er tea, dandelion root, ashwagandha root, cinnamon, cloves, and ginger. Ashwagandha is like... The anxiety thing. I know people that take that for anxiety, right? A lot of people. It's like a. It's one that's kind of popping off right now. Yeah. At least on social media, on TikTok, especially. A lot of guys are finding it, um, because people, men are saying it can grow your penis. You want to hand that to me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that one's for you, Matt. Just in the pocket. I bought that here. one. Um, which I there's no actual science backing that. I just want people to know that. But there is good science behind ashwagandha and like stress relief as well as uh, it's another modulating type herb. So helps with it's called an adaptogen. You guys know know that? Oh yeah, but explain it for the audience. <laughs> <laughs> see, I see what's happening here. Um, same thing. Same thing as a modulator. Basically, interchangeable words. An adaptogen balances you out where when you have too high of, let's say, like cortisol, that's like going through like through your mind, like at night you're having trouble, trouble sleeping. That's that's actually what ashwagandha is really good at is it helps bring down your cortisol levels. Calming down them stress hormones. Exactly. Yeah. Now, if you have like too low of... I can't think of another hormone, but if you have like too low of something, it helps support that and boost it as well. Yeah. Equilibrium. Yeah. It's an equilibrium type herb. And again, there's actually some good research behind it. I I can provide sources and all that good stuff if that's what people care about. But yeah. 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 So, so that's, and then I guess like I was saying, it's got dandelion root all about dandelions. Um, that's really good for liver protection, liver function. And in ancient Chinese medicine, sorry, in ancient Chinese medicine, pu'er tea is supposedly a hangover cure. So I drink this. I'll take a case. Yeah. <laughs> now I say I've, we test it right now. Right? I, I know, right? Let's uh, let's, let's get a few more yeah. beers. Let's uh or white claws, whatever, whatever. Don't say white claws. People they don't need to know we're drinking people need white to know. claws. We're drinking white claws, right? I yeah. I am. I, I'll I'm drinking a mango white claw. I finished a mango. Yeah, white and, claw. and Matt finished. It was a like mango twenty minutes ago. What's it's not that, that we much. Got surly. Are we allowed to say surly? Yeah. yeah Are they right. a paid sponsor? No, not yet. <laughs> Yeah, I'm drinking a Surly uh, Mango Supreme, oh, so, so not far off is, from White Claw. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> this is what three jujitsu men, <laughs> yeah. we talk about tea and sip White Claws. There's a whole whiskey cabinet upstairs and we're all drinking Zima. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would I would like some, some good whiskey at some point. That's all. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's you, all. You, you just let me know when you're just, ready. I'm almost done with this white claw. So run maybe. upstairs, pour some cheap shit, tell them it's some good shit, and then <laughs> it would work. <laughs> I'm not yeah. a snob when it comes to that. You can't get away with it with tea, but you can get away with it with pretty much anything else. <laughs> we'll do that. Um, but what, was there a question there that I was supposed to answer? <laughs> Did I ask you a question? I don't know. Maybe I, I was talking. Oh no, I was talking about puer tea and the hangovers yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Purportedly, it's purportedly help you with that yeah, stuff. and so that's. That's kind of how I made that blend is I, after rough weekends, um, long nights of drinking, I, I drink that kind of like the next day I do, I do my whole fasting and, and just drink that, that good concoction. And that's, it's a good approach to it because it's honestly like if I'm going to get into a thing, which I do, you know, I'm one of those people that just endlessly curious and I get all obsessed with a thing and learn as much as I can and go full snob about it. If I 
I'm going to do that, I may as well also have like the dual function of at least a purported purpose beyond, hey, I like the taste of this. Yeah. You know, why am I drinking this one at this time? Well, there's theoretically a purpose for it, even if it's solidly. Okay, cool. Then now I know, you know. Yeah. So I dig it. I dig it a lot. Cool. Yeah. And and the flavor, um, obviously, chai. It's I tried I tried my best at like my version of a chai latte type flavor. Mm -hmm. Now, the Pu'er tea is different. So most chais are made with black tea. Uh, Pu'er, it's similar in like the oxidation scale, but Pu'er is actually fermented versus oxidized. So some Pu'ers are actually fermented for like 30 or 40 years. Um, the ones that I'm doing. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Wow. And they, they, they ferment them in just like into these cakes. So like when I say a cake, you think of <laughs> probably a, a cake like any normal human would, but yeah, it's I like totally lost focus. He said king. I just can't <laughs> even think straight. It's it's like this big this big ass disc. And like when sure. I say big ass, like yeah. I mean I what is that? Bowling ball? Bowling ball it looks diameter. Like a, it looks like a thing of brie. Brie yes. cheese. Like yeah. a frisbee. Like a frisbee, exactly. And they ferment it and there we go. There we go, Paul. <laughs> Dynamite drop in, Paul. <laughs> And uh, it, that actually, the history behind like why they do it in that shape is because it was actually for functionality. They transported these things because if maybe people do know or don't know, tea was like gold back in ancient times. For sure. And so like it was, it was very wealthy and affluent. So like there was like a whole spice and tea um, trade like in China, and like there was like these markets and uh, what like a tea road. And so they would transport teas from different locations and they would make these into these discs because it was easier to transport. There's some that are hockey puck shaped. There are some that are donut shaped and they would, uh, with the donuts, they would like string it. So they put string like through it to transport it easier. Um, pretty wild, like pretty, pretty unique. And like, that's how a lot of people know more like what you're getting with the Pu'er is what shape is it? Uh, there's different names for that, but I actually don't know that very well. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just want a donut now. Yeah, no, I know. Cake. And I, I'm donuts. I'm saying all these words, and your mind's like immediately off tea. Just very triggering. Say cake, donuts. Like this is just rude. Rude of this guy bringing all this shit up. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Questions? I'm just rambling. No, that's good. How How do you uh, cold brew tea? Mm. That's a um, you put water on the leaves and leave it. That's it. Just that's like, it. Oh, yeah. Right. It's ideally you put water on the leaves in a vessel so that the the water doesn't leave. <laughs> just, Sorry, I'm just, just fucking with splashing you, ingredients <laughs> just on the spl- counter. But so, just splash some water. But on. so it like doesn't need to be hot at first to like no, activate so, the leaf or anything. Just, just yeah. cold water. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's back it up even a little bit more. If I if I take these teas you brought, I need a container. I need to put tea in it and water, either heated or room temperature, and let it steep, let it sit, strain the water, right? Eat the tea leaves. No, strain the water. People do that. That's you can't. But I I I don't like fundamentally. All I need to do is apply water to loose leaf tea. Fundamentally, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's really and there's people do it. What's called grandpa style which is legitimately they just put the tea leaves in a cup, pour the hot water on that cup, and then they just like sieve it through their teeth. So you could do it that if you're 
And it's called Grand Pastel because you would do that in like a, a cardigan you got from a vintage yes. shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do have to be wearing either like overalls or, <laughs> or a cardigan. Um, you filter it through your teeth. Yeah. Yeah. That's a... That's, a thing. that's real strange. It is real strange. I've yeah, never done it. That's pretty cool. Um, and I don't really condone it. Or do I? But I it would know. make a killer TikTok video. Just saying. I don't know. People have to like zoom in on my teeth. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I got my dad's a dentist. Shout out, Dad. <laughs> it's a quick left turn. Yeah. Well, you, no, it'd be a good collab between yeah, yeah. you and Dad. Yeah. Hi, Al. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's he'll be reaching out to you soon, probably. Don't worry. <laughs> um, yeah. 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 But yeah. So back it up. Yep. Like you were talking about. Yes. Fundamentally, you add hot water to the leaves and you enjoy. Now, you get snobs about mm-hmm. what temperature of mm-hmm. water, what, how long do you subject the leaves to that water? Yeah, now, I one, do this have. This one says five minutes at 212 Fahrenheit. Exactly. So, like, I do have those recommendations there for sure. people who care. But fundamentally, hot. But fundamentally, hot or cold water just depends on length of time then. Like, cold water, you don't want to do it and then drink it immediately. It's going to take a while for the actual infusion to happen. Sure, sure. So I like to do, if I'm going to make a cold brew, I like, for instance, with this immunity blend, I do like a cold brew pretty much always the night before and let it, and let it like steep in my fridge overnight. So then like a full 24 hours post jujitsu, I come, I drink that, fill it up again and just recycle sure. that. Yeah. yeah. Let that go. It's like what normal people do with like a jug of Kool-Aid anyway. Exactly. Yeah, Exactly. Now the thing is, you, you will stir have to it around in there, or anything, or you just pour, put the leaves in the thing, pour the water over it, let it sit. I let it sit. Yeah, you, okay. you can let it. Sit. Now it's funny that you do say that. There's some mm. herbs that do um, react better to agitation. Uh, those, I, do you do you care to even know? Like, I mean, or no? Herb Dean seems to handle agitation Herb, really Herb well. Dean. I don't know. <laughs> Does he though? Yeah, man, he's cool headed. Really? Okay. Taking those late hits and yeah, he goes, true. Listen, fellas, listen. We, <laughs> we won't worry about the agitated uh <laughs> agitated herbs. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I this is getting Speaking yeah. of agitated, yeah. One of my and this isn't out of spite, this isn't anything I would hold against somebody, but one of my least favorite jujitsu roles of all time yeah. was with you. <laughs> Was it when? Is it the one that you made a Facebook post about? I probably did because it was horrific. It was like way early in my realization of my lack of cardio, and and real real early in my development of technique, i.e., today where I am now, but yeah. certainly a year and a half ago. And you just ran the fuck around me. You know, like, and most people would move their hips and use their feet to climb and follow you and all this stuff and try to retain guard. But it was just an ass beating. But I didn't get the submission. Yeah, you did. Did I? Oh. I think I think I tapped I twice. Remember. But oh, you were just okay. you were just cowboying all around me. You know, that's fun. I mean, it was super fun, but also <laughs> fuck you, bro. Yeah, no, under, under, yeah, I, I would. Um, yeah, no, I I think I remember that. You so you my, remember this? 
No, no, I do because again, I posted about you it. made a po- you yeah. made like a Facebook. You're like two things happened today. What <laughs> <laughs> something about like an old man in like a Target parking lot, and then the other was I crawled away, <laughs> hands and knees, from Vince Lapalusa. Oh yeah, and you dragged me back into the. <laughs> oh, that's right, I forgot about that part. I literally was was army crawling away, like oh my god, this is terrible. And Ishmael's just laughing slash ashamed. And he literally grabbed me and pulled me back to where we were on the mat. Yeah. I blocked that part out. <laughs> you literally made a Facebook post about it. So I got to bring people want to find that. as uh, you know, Remember the day? Was that 2019? 2018? It had to be 2019. 2019, yeah. Um, but the importance of that kind of stuff. Like I, I make a solid mental note of that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then occasionally a public note of that kind of thing. Because then particularly with the volume of people and just everybody's variable schedule, it can be a minute yeah. before you roll with somebody again. When is the last time we were? I mean, that was it. That was the last that time? That was it. No the one, one and only time. One and so only then, time we so rolled then, together. And Shit. so then we, you meet somebody again. Like it happened today when I was rolling. There was two or three rounds that I haven't had with people in since like 2019. Yeah. 2020, 2020 being yeah, kind of a screw up weird, for everybody, yeah. right? But then it's a huge like boost because I'll take an ass whooping next time I see you, but it's going to be dramatically different but, ass whooping. It's yeah, going to go gonna way s- better, you know. Because yeah, that that's so true. Because I haven't even seen you like really like our schedules are so different. So it's like yeah. the very rare times I do see you like come across you. It's like yeah, in that, passing, I'm leaving a class. You're coming in to roll, kind of right? Thing. Yeah. But yeah, I, I like that because it's like a long-term metric. It is, know? yeah. You lots of quizzes, and then you get a re-exam with mm. a different training partner. Yeah, no, I like that. That's uh, yeah. You're all about those metrics. I I appreciate that. Like something you keep, you keep talking about on the, on this show is about finding like those people who do who you can like measure yourself with, and it's uh that's cool. I can't. After you said that though, it's like. I can't think of anybody who I do that with because I like, I mean, I have like the people who I really love like training with. Yeah. And, but like usually preferred training partners, one thing. Yeah. yeah. And like, I know it's just going to be a really good, a really good, uh, good challenge for both of us. But like the first person I ever rolled with was mm -hmm. Dave Scora Mm. because he's the type of guy that just drags white belts in. Yeah. You know, it just encourages people or whatever. And I was for sure big dude so he's like yeah let's do this and all he wanted to do was grab my sleeves put his feet on my hips and send me flying just mm-hmm. to prove to himself that he could and he did and, he, and, and he it did. worked right dave but the the yeah. net result of today's role with him which was i mean my third one ever yeah was exactly the same but it sucked far less that's cool you know yeah and like to me i, I think i said it to one of the guys in the locker room afterward i'm like today was miserable but i moved a lot more and i responded mm. better and it was finding those, I had some control over the level of miserable. Finding the little victories. That's like something, I don't know who said it, if it was on this podcast someone said it or just I've heard it in life, but like finding like the small victories in like those days of, of shit. Yeah, like the on the shitty mat, days. Yeah. The, the shitty days like where it's like, oh, I just got submitted legitimately five times in five minutes plus maybe five more, like ten times, like whatever. And but it's like okay, I did get a sweep. Like I I, I swept someone that I've been on a sweep I've been working on or right. something like that. Right. Or, or I didn't just give up. Those, yeah, I didn't. Those it, or yeah. or maybe you didn't. Maybe literally just technically you didn't do anything. But it's like okay, I got submitted. 
and I just jumped right back into it. It's like I just right. kept yeah. going at it, even though I knew this next five minutes, next ten minutes, whatever it is, is gonna suck. Clearly, something's off today, but it's gonna suck. But I'm not gonna give up. Right. That huge that, victory, mindset victory, mindset victory. Right? Big time. Big time. Yeah, exactly. That's jujitsu has taught me that. I mean, sports. I actually, I'll just argue sports has taught me that. Jujitsu has fine-tuned it to something I, 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 yeah, man, I, I, that's like one of the, fuck, I, I love that about jujitsu. It has just become, it's fine-tuned so many things in my life. It's become, and people say it all the time, but it really does change lives in the sense of it really allows you to figure out kind of who you are. I mean, this, if you want to get like deep into like, I, I'm all about like getting like into all that like hippy dippy you, you, woo gonna, type shit. But it's like you're gonna derive a certain sense of self from extremely stressful things exactly. and repetitively putting yourself into a stressful scenario right where a two hundred and twenty pound dude has mounted you, is holding your arms over your head and is crotch guarding you into the floor. Like, how do you handle that? You know? Exactly. How do you handle anything else after that? But you can find that in other things too. I mean, it's, it, it, you can, like, I've, I've done a marathon, I've done two marathons before, um, and while you're, you're not being, like, manhandled by a 220 plus pound man, like, held pinned to the ground, you, the, the mind game is so real, like, yeah. in, when you're in running, too, I, and it's, I've found correlations in jujitsu and running, like, when you're just fighting, in, in, marathons you're inherently fighting against yourself yes jujitsu you're literally fighting against another human being who's also trying to simulate murder on you right. yeah so and you're also fighting yourself and you're also fighting yourself because you want to quit yeah. at times like yeah. there's times where it's like oh i'm so tired like my like muscles are legitimately cramping i'm so tired but i also don't want to die <laughs> i don't want to give up and i want to be better than i was yesterday Jiu-jitsu is good for me in that regard because I need to account to an, at least one other person that I'm giving up mm. if mm -hmm. I give up. That's why I could never be a runner. Because <laughs> you, you, you can just stop, yeah, just you stop can moving stop. your legs in a circular motion and you don't need to do this anymore. Yeah. I'm not man enough for that shit. It's willpower right there. And having a partner forces me to deal forces with that yeah, better yeah. Than, than just me off running because I would stop immediately. You gotta find a purpose then for running if that's something that you want to do. Like yeah. whatever. It's definitely not. But like, yeah. pick, pick a brewery <laughs> <But> pick, <laughs> and get to the brewery, and then you can stop. Yeah, running. yeah. You pick a destination. Yeah. Like, like I like that. That was for me. Like in the in the running sense. Well, one, I did it for an organization and like a charity. So it's good. It was nice to have that. Yes. In the end, it was for kids with cancer. So it's like, good. oh. This, like I can finish this ten mile run if this kid has been battling cancer since literally he's been alive. Yeah, like I can, I can do this. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm out of breath. But. Yeah, um, so like that makes it one makes it a lot easier. But yeah, it's like picking like those like little goals and like uh, on a run like maybe it's like yeah I want to run to that brewery. I want to earn that beer. Fuck yeah, do that. Right. I'm all about that. I want to not get choked. Yeah, bring it back to jujitsu yeah. on a jujitsu podcast. It's like 60-40. 60-40. 60-40 on-topic, off-topic. On-topic, off-topic. Something like that. Movies, you know. Still haven't seen the Mortal Kombat movie. Sorry. Like, that was a... Like from back in the day? Or did no, they, did no. They the back in the day, one? great 
Did they make a new Mortal Kombat movie? Oh, I thought you. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you did guys we talk about, about that? that? I don't think. Did we? I don't know. Maybe seems, not. Seems, I haven't seen it either. Seems like a TV I heard it was topic. terrible. I heard it was terrible. Yeah. I, I. Oh no! I think people were talking about it on the M Theory Facebook page. Oh. And so I just assumed it was naturally going to come up on on here. But this is upsetting that we've. Well, we got a TV here. Should we just watch this for the night? <laughs> commentate live comment. <laughs> Commentation, fight like companion, Mortal Kombat fight edition, Mortal. fight movie companion. Uh, I just assume that when I hear about a movie, that it's going to be bad. Really, Is particularly that like every movie. No, I, and I'm wrong a lot, thankfully, because then you get to watch a good movie. But like, especially yeah. something like that, where it's like clearly cashing in on a gimmick. Yeah, like right. didn't yeah. Uh, The Rock was in a movie they remade, like Conan? Jumanji. Jumanji. Oh. Apparently, he was in, in Jumanji. And Conan, didn't he make a Conan? Conan the Barbarian? Yeah, like Arnold. Oh. Like Arnold. As if, by the way. I don't... But yeah, right. I just assume, okay, this is going to be terrible. You're all cashing in on a brand. Good for you, but I'm not going to watch it, you know? Yeah, uh, that's probably a good assumption. What'd you sip there? You kind of paused. I don't know. Yeah, because I'm... What, what I, is it? I wanted no. to appreciate it. I don't know what... what oh, is that what your first Basil Hayden? This is my first Basil Hayden. Oh, delicious. It's super delicious. So smooth. Yeah. Now, I'm all about the ice cube. I I like that. Now, you're, you're a neat... I'm into the ice cube too. Oh, you're into the ice cube? Just not today? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, thanks, Polly. Yeah, man. This is good. I went with something low proof since it's kind of earlier in the afternoon <laughs> right now. So it's like 3.30, isn't it? I don't know. Yeah, I, don't, time. I don't know. I don't know, man. I was... Um, yes, you are correct. I was, I, I was with uh, a couple guys from M3 this morning helping uh, Safe move... Shout out him. He's a he's a cool dude. Yeah. He's always wanted been one of those roles that I've yeah. That's I've always I kind of figured you were talking about. It. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's one of those guys. Like pretty much, we've been like promoted at like the same. Like we've always been at the same level. So he's been one of those guys I really love competing with because we kind of have that mentality of like going in having fun, and then it's like we like grab like grab each other, and then it's like oh. It turn, it changes. <laughs> it's like all of a sudden it's like, oh, you want that grip? Nuh-uh. And then yeah. it turns, turns out in. that's the definition of fun is a little bit of fuck you. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I was with those guys this morning. Actually, I don't even know why I was bringing this up, but I was with those guys this morning helping him move. You got a bum knee, right? He, had, he hurt his knee? Dude, so yeah, we <laughs> I show up because yeah, he he unfortunately tore his like MCL and and uh, I think yeah, meniscus or, or something. There's a couple think, three things. There's there, yeah, right? there's there's a few things there, um, and so he's like, hey, I need some help moving. I'm like, yeah, of course. So I helped him move, and all the other guys who showed up from M3, they're all like, oh yeah, like I've torn my LC- my ACL. Like one guy's like, yeah, I tore my LCL, I tore my meniscus. <laughs> His brother's like, I got something going on in the knee, but I haven't gotten it checked yet because just m- I don't want to just quite yet. And I'm like, what is up with us? Like this is like the worst moving committee ever. Yeah. Like all of us just have bum knees at like the ripe age of 25, and. Just, who, yeah. who else all showed up? Shout out to them for helping yeah, out. Yeah, Max. Um, I actually don't know his like un, Undhill. Undhill. Yeah. I don't even know if that's right. I'm sorry, Max, if you're listening to this. He said he's gonna listen to it, so sorry about that. <laughs> but um <laughs> he uh yeah, shout yeah. out to him. Yeah, and young, young guy, right? Yeah, guy, yeah, he's yeah. A, he's a white belt yep. as well, just pretty new to, to the gym. He said to me last week, because I mentioned my only game is from Mount, mm-hmm. and that's even laughable. Let's just be honest. But he said, uh, no one can do anything to me once they mount me. That Max said that? I'm going to just throw that on the record, let a few people <laughs> oh. hear it. Okay. 
Yeah, you just let okay. it let it fall the way it is. Who else was there? Uh, uh so it was Safe, Max, uh, Abdullah, Max, or Safe's Max brother. Bolo. No, Max. Oh yeah, this was, is this is a good there? this is a good good spot to to call to give some shit for Max to Max. Bolo. <laughs> <laughs> this is probably a good good little public space. Now he said he was gonna be there. Oh, he did. And guess who didn't show <laughs> That's up? That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, very good. Yeah, yeah. So so Max, you're on the on the shit list. Um, Max Bolo, that is. And I think those are actually the only M theory guys yeah. that were there. I'm, it's good. I'm, I'm it's good to have community. And then there was there was a few of uh, safe safe buddies. Yeah, showed up. Yeah, but yeah, that was and and actually shout out. I think oh, last week safe needed some help moving his dad, and I think Colin, um, Tall Tom, mm-hmm. and Normal Tom. Wait, what do we call regular size? Regular <laughs> regular yeah. size Tom. Yeah. Is that, Tom? is that the crew Medium that showed Tom? up? I, sorry, I'm, I'm probably I'm probably fucking this up, but some there was like a, a good like th- no, it was um, regular Tom. Um, who else did I just say? Tall Tom. Yeah, no, who was the other guy? Colin. 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 Colin and uh, and Shivang, I think. Oh sure. Yeah, good. I think they showed like up. I said, it's the value of being part of a community, and jujitsu is a exactly. great way for that. It's it, you got a bum leg. All your friends with bum legs can come help you move. Right. I <laughs> hope none of those other guys got bum legs. Today that was that was the theme. Talking about our war stories. <laughs> with pajama wrestling. Sweaty, <laughs> with sweaty pajama, pajama wrestling war stories. Sweaty story. yoga pajama wrestling. Yeah. yeah. You ever got hurt, Matt? I mean, you tore your pack. That's right. Yeah. It was but that was pre- not pre jujitsu. That, was, that yeah. was pre jujitsu. But you're, yeah, you're, you're uh, healthy, right? the, Like two weeks before the COVID shutdown, mm. I yeah. legitimately not one of these little floater ribs down here, mm-hmm. but like way up here close to the sternum, full blown separated a rib. Gross. Like I could feel it, like almost visualize it as it happened. And it was like an essentials class. We were just drilling Thin like pick. like like a half guard uh escape kind of thing or a half guard pass. Yes. And you just my rib pushed into, you know, his lapel or something and just mm-hmm. and I took me an hour and a half to get off the mat because I could barely move or breathe. Yeah. It was brutal. I Yes, 100%. Dude, the essentials classes, if I don't get a proper warm-up, I swear I get hurt more in the essentials class <laughs> than than not. Because, like, like this past week, we were doing uh, – we were doing some like mount, or we were doing Ezekiel chokes. Yeah, we were doing Ezekiel chokes from mount. And, from mount. Yeah. yeah, and we were so we warm up with like grip fighting. It was just like a little grip fighting. So like whatever that got the blood flowing. But then we just go like to Ezekiel chokes and like two and two back and forth. It's pretty. You're not moving a lot. It's yeah. a lot. It's a very so like it's tactical kind of thing. Exactly. So like I lost all my warm up, and then Ish is like, all right. Now live goes from from like yeah. the person's mounted on you. Now I just like kind of lost my warm up of doing like fifteen minutes of Ezekiel chokes, and I have this man mounted on me, and so I'm and he's like the man on bot or if you're mounted, your goal is to escape. Man on top or woman on top is their goal is to choke or yeah you had you had to choke with the lapel. And like my very first hip bridge to get someone off me, I pull like a muscle I didn't even know I that existed, yeah, yeah. like right up in like the weird area. You yeah, guys, yeah. yeah, like this area. The hip, yeah. I'm like, what is that? Like that's never happened before. <laughs> so like all week I've just been kind of like walking wanky, like all weird because of that. And I'm like, well, but the other thing, even regardless of warm up, live goes from set positions. Yeah, 
I'm assuming are probably amongst the most important thing you can do to develop your right. jiu-jitsu game. For sure. But also, what the <laughs> fuck, man? It's just I, spazzy. It feels ridiculous. You know, no one. I, I feel like it's almost impossible to do what you're supposed to do from either side. But that all again, it also tells me that it's probably how you get better at that shit. Yeah. But it's just such a clunky disaster. Now I'm a clunky disaster, so maybe that's maybe that's it more than anything. But were you there? Was it two weeks ago when we were doing? Um, that thing, the live go where you couldn't use your hands to break somebody's posture down. You had to from, so from you had close guard. Yeah, you okay, had close guard. guard. Yeah, yeah. And they were just trying to keep posture. Good luck, man. Your whole thing. But they couldn't use their hands to stop themselves either, right? So what? It, was just, like, it was like the craziest like so just ab. Like, yeah, like a core workout. That's core, but then also like your legs are tight the whole yeah. time, right? Because you're yeah, trying yeah. to like, so it was like your core and like, yeah. why can't I think of your groin hamstring is that your groin yeah, or your hamstring? Or I don't know either way yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking hurt man <laughs> your legs <laughs> your legs but that's the thing so think about when you get into Brian HBK and Rocco's right close guard for sure and one you, you that's not even say you can't get out that's a fucking fantasy like it's yeah they Once let you there, out it's... and move on to something else yeah but you know you have felt that like why am I what the f- why do i keep because they're just controlling you with yeah. their hips and core they're not even they're just grip fighting and meanwhile you're like being face planted into mm-hmm. the mat yeah so again it's a ridiculous drill like it feels really hazardous but <laughs> clearly that's the skill set like that's jujitsu yeah yes yeah that's... shout out to rocco's closed guard by the way oh my. i don't know is that a shout out or like know, what man. is it's same thing place, with brian i think that's hell that's hell on yeah, earth it's definitely hell. is rocco's closed guard Ugh. <laughs> It goes there and then immediately to a triangle, and you're like, "What? What happened?" <laughs> or yeah, oh. anything else he wants to do? Anything? Yeah, literally anything. He just holds you there for thirty minutes if he wanted. <laughs> <laughs> terrible, but yeah, I I love like some of the drills that Ish comes up with. It's like, all right, someone's mounted on you. Don't use your hands. Their goal is to choke you. Defend yourself. <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> what so you're like here with your neck like <laughs> moving around like yeah. using shoulder I, again i see the the benefit i get yeah, it because like yeah. i've i get it like it forces you to really like find muscles and find just movements that you never maybe thought of yeah but also what <laughs> yeah like, what's going on dude <laughs> like what's happening it's a triple chin drill just <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah yeah what was the one we the same kind of thing? We were working mount today in essentials class, and like they had one grip, and their goal was to get the second collar, mm. and your goal was to stop it, but you couldn't escape mount. Oh yeah, that's so so like so challenging. Yeah, because my you can't escape mount. Like, what do you is, I, bro, I've been right. doing some squats for years. We're bridging. Yeah, let's we're do br- this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, let's go. But it was just continue to fight the grips. You know. You could bump and like change position, you know what I mean? But you weren't climbing out of mount at all. It was just, and again, it, it, it it's probably the heart of the skills of jujitsu, but mm-hmm. super fucking frustrating. In the super moment. frustrating. Super frustrating. But I think, it, yeah, like you said, that's where you uh, kind of become a better player, right? Isn't that what, what's supposed to happen? I don't know. I think so. I, Pauly, like I think Paulie would know out of all out of us, too. Pauly You're the Pauly. one that's competed. Correct. You haven't competed, Paulie? No. 
Finally, somebody calling Paulie out about competition. <laughs> I, I know you're not going to compete. <laughs> like, <laughs> I gave up on you, man. <laughs> After I saw you crawling away, hands and knees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, it's yeah. been a minute since you did, though, right? It's been a minute. It's 2019. That IBJJF, IBJJF, that one for real. Yeah, for sure. That was uh, that was the last one, and that did not. That one. I only had one match, and I quarter guard. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That's how I lost it. I couldn't get get that foot out. I've I've learned many ways to get my to get out of quarter guard right now. Um, You were all past, and it was just like he's pinching your foot. Like your heel might have been out, but he was just squeezing that foot, squeezing that foot. Like what? There was like fifteen seconds on the clock. Like I just had to pass, and I was up on um. What are they called? Advantage. Um, advantages yeah i was up on advantages if i passed it would have tied and i would have won from the advantage yeah but yeah so like like you said i've I've figured out ways of getting around a quarter guard <laughs> to say the yeah. least um that's been honestly the best thing about competition is it ex- it identifies the excruciatingly obvious weaknesses that right. i have right and it forces me to hone in on them, hone in on them for like the next like six months. Like that's what I'm doing because I'm never gonna let that happen again. Yeah. And that's that's what I found the greatest benefit of competition. Now I'm not like at the level of like Kevin, Ethan, Marcus, like those guys who find every bit or Shavong, like who try to find like every competition to do, whether it's in like a back alley or like IBJJF pans. Um, I'm I'm more just the casual competitor where i like to do it to challenge myself because i still get that major anxiety of competition sure it's a comfort zone thing it's a comfort and you go and confront that game yeah that's what so and actually after seeing the indianapolis crew do that it got me excited and i really wanted to do it i'm still giving myself time just from uh recovering but i yeah it's it's fun it's it's a it's a it's so much more for me a mental like just a mental challenge of like how I can confront fears and confront anxieties than it is wanting to get the gold. The gold's awesome. Like I've I've won a tournament once, but it's like cool, fun. It makes it a lot more fun of a day than to lose. But it's more because I was able to get on the mat and actually have fun. And like yeah. do that stuff. You said recovering. Yes. From what? LCL tear. Oh yeah. You know, it's funny, you um you've had a couple guys, I think uh oh shit. I don't know. There was like a there was you had a few guys on here and they talked about tearing their LCL. And they're like, like Hayden, I think, right? Hayden, I think was one of them. And maybe Potterbomb. And Potterbomb might have been the other, yeah. And they're like, Oh yeah, like just we just like it happened and whatever. We just took a little time off and got back on the mat. And I was like, am I a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like that thing debilitated me. Damn. Like I was, <laughs> I was out. Like I, I got, so I don't know if you looked like you were going to ask a question. Sorry. No, that's my normal face. That's your normal face. Okay. Wait. It's beautiful. There's could be variations in the severity of, of for, the tear yeah, and for all sure. that stuff to consider too. For sure. And, so like the yeah the am I a bitch? <laughs> am, am I a bitch? I wake up and ask There's myself a meme that, that every <laughs> every day. Yeah. Am I a bitch? I'm gonna make a meme about that. <laughs> Please do. 
Um, yeah. So the backstory of that, I was roll, and and the funny thing is, so I'll give like the full like life scenario, what's going on in my life, like when this happened. So it's the day after I close on a house, my very first house. I close on it. I'm amped up from that. Like I just got promoted to a purple belt like two weeks before. So I'm like all amped up. I'm like, this is great. Life's going great. <laughs> Nothing can stop me. I'm on top of the world. <laughs> and um, then I'm going to say a class. I get the advanced class and Ish like separates it. There's a competition coming up and he's like, all right, people who want to compete and train for competition go on that side of the mat. People who just want to take it easy go on this side. So I'm like, I'm going to take it easy. Like that's, that's who, <laughs> that's who I want to be today. So I do that, and the very first role is with Aaron Chaney. He's one of those guys I love rolling with because he beats my ass. But like, it's a good. It's like good. Like we're very competitive. Like where I get good position on him, but he always like is able to come out on top, and I love it. Um, he's like the perfect level, just above me, to get better. And I get caught in electric chair, which, yeah. Eye roll, universal eye roll. Yeah. uh... And typically, I'm a a pretty, not like excruciatingly flexible, but I'm a pretty flexible dude. And when I get caught in that position, I'm like able to like almost like be, do the splits like across the person who's doing it to me. So like I'm like kind of just chilling there and he goes to sweep me back like to my butt and I kind of fight it and I'm able to like, get this leg out because I'm like stretched out so much. I'm able to get my back leg, my left leg out and back step. But my right leg s- decides to stay where it's at. So it stays. I get swept or I back step. And as I do that, just like pop, 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 pop. And Aaron lets go. He's like pops. I'm like, yeah, tap. And he's like, you good? I'm like, I don't know. Like, it doesn't hurt. Like, I'm just, and so I was just laying on the mat for a while. I'm like, huh. Well, I'm going to get off the mat because I, I didn't like the sound of that. Yeah. So I like walked off the mat. I'm like kind of moving it. I'm like, it feels wrong. Something feels wrong, but like doesn't hurt that bad. Ish comes over. He's like, what happened? I told him. And he's like, probably tore your LCL. Okay. He's like, just take the, he's like, obviously sit up for the rest of the practice. I'll get you some, I'll get you a nice bag. Um, but tomorrow, if you can't move, <laughs> go get it checked. And you know, I'm you like, know that whole moving around <laughs> yeah. thing? Yeah. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like, and he's like, if not, he's like, basically like, you should be fine. You can come, maybe come back, um, like next week, just take like, the weekend off. I'm like, all right, cool. So I wake up and I, when I tell you I can't bend my leg, I like fucking couldn't bend it like past like 30 degrees. So I'm like, okay. So I call up my buddy. He takes me and yeah, it ends up like when I say a tear, like it imagine like a tiny grenade went off in my LCL. <laughs> it was like shrapnel. I saw the MRI and they're like, so this is your ACL. This is your PCL. This is your MCL. See how like they're nice, strong, beautiful. This is your where your LCL was. <laughs> See these pieces? That's yeah, your, like, yeah. You could just like count. Like I'm like, oh, OK, that's why it hurts to do everything. Um, So. Yeah, so that was so I decided to go the surgery route, and that's it was like a mental game of like, do I go surgery? Do I? Because if you don't have to get surgery, don't get surgery ever. It right. sucks. Yeah, yeah. Like, did you have you, have you guys had surgery? Yeah, yeah. 
What'd you have surgery on? You surgery? I also tore my pec tendon. Oh, yeah. oh shit! We, we got you two, guys, two but I did not. So I, I tore my MCL actually at class, rolling with Bryce. When was, was that? Like three years ago. Um, but I did not need surgery for that. Mm. It was I forget. Like a minor tear. I don't know what they. Well, that's the thing. Like, like, like a, a tear is a tear, something right? or other. But a full tear. And like a, just a bone apart tear like you had is going to be different yeah. than someone else tearing a, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Tom, actually, White Belt Tom was talking about that after after one of our podcasts. He was like, he's like, not all tears are the same. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, he's for sure. like, so he's like, that's kind of correct. Like that not everybody needs surgery. He's like, but yeah, a lot of tears require surgery is what he was saying. Exactly. Yeah. Things are attached for a reason. <laughs> yeah. Right. The neck bones connected to the, you know, the et cetera. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. No. And I, and I had talked with my surgeon and I'm like, all right, if I decide to not go the surgery route, like what does my future look like? And obviously he doesn't know. He's like, but he's like, based on what you got going on, he's like, there's a chance where things, scar tissue lines up perfectly and you're fine and you live life like nothing happened. It's like you you recover for X number of months and you're fine. It's like, but the 90% chance is you're going to have like arthritis in like five years and you're going to just like hate your life. And I'm like, that's enough for me. Like I'm here for fun. I'm here to, to get better, challenge myself. I'm not here for, to make money on jujitsu. So it's like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For me, the surgery seemed, seemed the right, the right route, but it sucked. And eventually you're going to, um, die yeah anyway right long after i do so like whatever get a surgery don't get a surgery just come back for just god's sake back. exactly exactly i was there that night aaron aaron felt terrible did he yeah hey, like, in the locker room afterwards like it looked like somebody kicked this dog oh. <laughs> it's just like what well, is the worst it man. is even yeah, if it's purely sure. incidental but, yeah, and you right, weren't yeah, being yeah. aggro it's still he's like, like the worst thing ever he's like i don't even know and he's like it's a position i've seen a hundred times yeah just, i've been in that position a hundred yeah. times it's nothing it, it's not even he felt like a pretty bad hug. bad yeah uh, not, i i mean we've i mean we haven't really like talked about it, but it was like he's i mean we're cool like it's I, nothing was ever towards him it was like that was unfortunate if it wasn't there it was probably going to happen at some point like maybe i was just like hanging on by a thread down there because that knee was kind of messed up from the marathons i ran so like i was like i don't know like it's uh, yeah it's just weird weird yeah. shit kind of inevitable nah i shouldn't say that people should do jujitsu because it's fun <laughs> <laughs> after 30 minutes talk about everybody's knees are all fucked up give it a try uh, yeah give, you'll love yeah. it this is the ad for M3. water's warm jump in <laughs> no it's uh yeah the, and the recovery sucked like when i tell you the the first like two wait was it two weeks yeah, the first two weeks, the goal was to bend to 90 degrees. Bend your knee to be able to get 90 degrees. It's about right. For when, most knee surgeries, that's kind of that initial yeah, first month or whatever. Hurdle. I, probably. And when I tell you it was the most ex, one of the most excruciating pains like to bend, to force my... Like my girlfriend, she would be like... Oh God, I owe her so much. She just... She dealt with so much. I, I got some funny stories if you guys want. You should actually say her name. Yeah, Sierra. There you go. I love you. You're yeah. awesome. You're, yeah. But she was she was doing the passive range of motion stuff with you? She was, I would like sit. So I had like a, a Tupperware on a like a plastic bin top. 
And so like, I would, that was like my slider. Yeah. And so I would put my heel on that and then I would hold actually my jujitsu belt. I would like, would wrap it because they didn't want you using your hamstring. So the way that the surgery works is they take a piece of your hamstring and that now is my LCL. Bizarre. It's wild. Yeah, medicine is wild. So, sure. And so obviously, again, you guys can't, people listening to this, they can't see. But so I was told this. I'm told, hey, we're going to take a piece of your hamstring. That's going to be your new LCL. I'm like, cool. Hamstrings on the back of my leg. That makes sense. Whatever. I wake up from my surgery <laughs> and I'm like, it's <laughs> just seeing like my, my grapefruit basketball sized knee just, and I'm looking at it and looking at all the scars and I see only scars on like the front side of my leg. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and I'm like, doc, you guys did it wrong. <laughs> yeah, no yeah. Like me not knowing anything. And I guess your hamstring, a part of it, ties around yeah. or comes around to the front and connects right. mate you look like you know well, but there, there, there's a, a good number of muscles where the final attachment is different than what you would guess based on where the muscle is so yeah. yeah yeah exactly so i have like this like weird like random front scar that's like on the inside of my right leg but then i have a giant like 10 inch scar on the outside of my mm. leg that's um i was shocked at the size of your scar when i saw that i, was, I thought that was are. old school surgery i was like Holy shit, man. Usually surgeries are, scars are not that big anymore, right? Depends, but though. Clearly, I don't Depends know. Depends on where they got to get yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, I know. And then I was like bleeding like up here. I'm like, well, what are these two dots that are bleeding? And they're like, oh, well, we stuck like a something from like the outside of your leg, like all the way through to the inside of your leg. And it popped out the side. I'm like, did not need to know that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I actually, can I retract my yeah. question? <laughs> Yeah, I wish he would have just been like that little guy. I wouldn't worry about that. Little guy. <laughs> yeah, like right? sure thing, Doc. <laughs> yeah, and so I, I'm actually thinking of getting it like tatted. Like I don't know what, but I thought that was that'd be a cool thing. Like kind of accentuate because the scar is cool. I've I've grown to think it's cool. At least that's what I keep telling myself. But <laughs> uh, hockey player mentality. Yeah, hockey player mentality. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I like told my brother. I'm like, hey, why don't you? Uh, Maybe design a little tattoo. Maybe maybe get it get tatted on there. See your, brother, your brother's got a podcast, right? He does. He hasn't been active with it too oh, much. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So, but it, I mean, if people want to, he's got like it, a TikTok uh, following. Yeah. And so, all that, right? Nico, his, my brother's name is Nico Nick, whatever you want to call him. He goes by Nico mostly. Um, yeah, he he blew up on TikTok. Yeah. Um, so he. Uh, during COVID, yeah, he had a, he had kind of a rough 2020, um, and he just kind of started using TikTok as a place to like vent and kind of just like, yeah. I feel like rough is kind of breezing over. Yeah, he was diagnosed with Hodgkin, Hodgkin's lymphoma, so he in 2019 things started going awry in his body, and he just kind of knew something was off. Finally got like kind of grew the courage to get it checked because he like he's like he knew, but he didn't want to know like what was going on with him. Um, so figured it out like the blood work comes back like, yeah, he, he got diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma, um, which is a form of like blood cancer, basically. Um, and yeah, so he started chemo like early like January 2020. 
then COVID comes out and it's like, hey, people in this category, if you get subjected to COVID, you could die. And it's like, oh, well, fuck. Now my brother's in that category. It's like, and my parents are older. It's like, oh, shit. Like, this is like kind of getting real for me. Um, so, yeah. So during that time, like I said, going back to his podcast and everything, he started using TikTok as almost like a place to, like I said, just like vent and like kind of get some, some of his thoughts, just like a public journal, basically. And people took to it. Like people saw the authenticity, people related to it. Cause I mean, if people, if there's other people going through similar shit, whether it's the exact same, whether like we're all going through different paths, but similar mentalities and similar, similar shit in life. So people felt, his stuff and yeah he kind of blew up he's got like 300,000 followers on on tiktok now um decided to basically take what he was talking about his biggest series on tiktok is things i wish i knew before 30 and he talks like a lot about like dumb shit like like sex life he talks about just confidence just like things that a young and predominantly like what young men should know growing up and like he calls everyone his uh nephew man woman whatever you're his nephew and he's uncle nico so that's that's his uh that's his little mantra i like that yeah. i call everybody bro <laughs> like, regardless that's well, like everyone's my what do I, where, what's his like handle what's the i think it's uh is it just it i feel like it's changed it could be uncle nico it also could be. I should probably probably <laughs> fact check this. Yeah. Out the fanny pack. <laughs> I I didn't want to bring up the fanny pack, but if you're gonna, I don't know where my phone is. It's uh, <laughs> for the best. Probably for the best. Um, over there. I would. No, your backpack's there. Oh, it's all good. It's probably. You can edit this part out. I would. Now we'll just add it in the show I would notes. Check, but but I don't have called. TikTok. <laughs> yeah. What yeah, the? Yeah. F- is TikTok an app? <laughs> is, is, that, is that how it works? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's just what normal. The fuck, dude. Normal, normal social. I'm pretty media. good with social media, but he just can't keep up. But yeah. So yeah, he he started uh, what's called the Goodwind podcast. Goodwind, like that's what he always does in it too. He goes. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. You remember it, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna remember it. So yeah, it's yeah good. exactly. So. Um, he started that and it's similar to his TikTok series where he just kind of talk he's he shares shares feelings it's just him he just talks basically literally talks for like an hour it's kind of funny like when you think about it i i think i've been his only guest on it so far yeah and he's actually the reason i started my podcast that's right I and remember. um yeah he he, con- he convinced me that's a good a good platform and i agree it's been a lot of fun but yeah, if you're under the age of 30 and a male or female, he talks about some female stuff too. A lot of things can be universal too. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's mostly just about like life, life things. It's where you like I said, it's kind of like an open journal. It shares a lot of personal stuff too. If you want to hear about like our bedwetting and growing up, <laughs> <laughs> listen to our episode. Is he uh is he back training jiu-jitsu? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's training jujitsu now. Um, he was yeah. super fun to train with because I knew him before I knew you. Yeah, actually, yeah. He introduced me to M three. He he did the whole trial and error of finding the Minnesota gyms. So he moved up here before I moved up here, and he went to all the different jujitsu gyms. Kind of gave the like the week trial 
tried it all, all that stuff and then once i moved up here he's like go to m3 he's like m3 is the place to be um and there it is beautiful and yeah i i was i was grateful for him hey Polly, did you ever do the combatives class uh yes you I did, did. I did. dude i i loved those classes those are fun dude some somebody told, uh, maybe tall tom or somebody said that like they loved the combatives and the people who did the combatives loved the combatives but like it was that group of people and then like people would come in to sort of check out this jujitsu gym and see people punching each other yeah and yeah, yeah so maybe like shout out to bring back the combatives class i, I don't know it was all well i think that's kind of what uh they're doing on saturdays over at caitlin's now right yeah yeah because like it was it was just wednesday nights it was just wednesdays right? yep, yeah yeah i didn't was, go a lot like it was I, wednesday I it before times. essential so like that wednesdays would be like wild days because it'd be combatives then essential well essentials wasn't essentials it was a little different back then um so it'd be combatives then an essentials type class and then the advanced class so we would just stay there like basically all afternoon and just beat each other up and it was fun it was fun that was that's like when i really started to get like close with it like tom and scora and max lundine shout out him he's a he's one of those guys who he always beats me up he's one of those, he's so good have you guys rolled with him yes <laughs> I, I never rolled with Max, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's the twin towers, him and Tall Tom. So yeah. it's like they're so Dude. they're leggy with long arms and good luck. Yeah, I know. I it's, rolled with Tom the other day, like second or third time ever. Yeah. Because he's just out of my league. It's mm-hmm. just like a waste of time for him almost. <laughs> and he stood up like I was sitting and he stood up like I was going to play guard and he was going to try to pass my guard, which is hilarious. Yeah, that's like but his, hip, role, yeah. his hips were like five feet away. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing way over there? Like, sir, what are you doing? Can no. you take a knee? Yeah, sir, it's impossible. That's illegal, <laughs> foul, two fouls. Yeah, ridiculous. Is Vince? Know. Should people do jujitsu? Of course. Should they do jujitsu at M Theory if they decide they like it? Yes, always. Should they drink tea? Yeah. Where do they get tea? Fresh steeps soon. Fresh at, steeps. At soon. Fresh steeps. At Follow fresh that steeps, and find yeah. out when you can get Vince's tea. Yeah, yeah, it's probably gonna be in the next, next couple months. Not no next, the next like month, two cool. months at the max. Cool. That's uh, I, know, I know where to get tea now. It's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's where I, uh, that's where I post like all. I mean, I try to do some comedic videos, some serious videos. Yeah, it's informative though. It's stuff it's I don't know. So every time I watch one, I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for coming on. Of course. You need to thank me for coming on yours now. Yeah, well, I feel like I've, I didn't even get any questioning. Huh? It was good. We chatted. It's all good. I, want, I have more yeah. questions. For you me. have questions? What are the questions? I, I was like, yeah, I got questions. Let's for do you questions. Know. I got questions about like the whole, like you just kind of glaze over your um, arm wrestling experience always. And you're just it's like, oh ju- yeah. I've, it's a jujitsu podcast. I've, well, now we're <laughs> arm on wrestling a, is jujitsu. And now we're on a tea podcast. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh man. <laughs> this, this is the quick transition. It's like the Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did a few arm wrestling tournaments. There's a there's a really good crew of guys that train arm wrestling in Minnesota, led largely by a cat named Josh Handeland. Okay. Ironically. His name is Handeland. Uh and I trained with him a little bit, did a few tournaments, did okay. You know, essentially I did like the show up to a gym, become a white belt 
do a couple tournaments, get your blue belt, and leave mm. with with arm wrestling, more or less. I, sure. I did a couple in Michigan too. Maybe I'm underselling it a little bit, but super super fun. Yeah, it's like isolated jujitsu. You know, you're competing against a person with a very specific set of tools. Yeah, ever, it's, it, it's jujitsu, but you're ignoring eighty percent of the body. How yeah, about that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's wild. Have you ever seen those slap competitions? Yeah, bro, brutal. Why would you do that? Right. I'm like all about it on on Instagram right now. Yeah, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. But what in the fuck? <laughs> I thought you were gonna say you were all about it. I'm like, what? No, and then, you, and then you followed up with on Instagram. On Instagram. Like, oh yeah, that. just like watch, no, I'm all about scrolling <laughs> and like watching it, watching videos of it. No, I would never in my <laughs> never in my and life. A couple that. of them are like grizzly bears. Oh my! Like that's God, a yeah. canned ham coming at you. That like is a seventy str- miles an hour, bro. That's brutal. It is brutal. Yeah. It is just wild. Like yeah, that's a that's a new martial art I think coming out soon. It's literally. We were arm wrestlers because we're standing across the table mm-hmm. at one another, and it just got really boring. Tell you what, Best let's, let's just slap the shit out of each other, just trade off. Yeah, that's that's wild, super mm-hmm. wild. Yeah, that's that's my my main, probably my second most obscure sport uh, pursuit. The other one would be grip competitions. Are there actual competitions? Yeah, there, there's all kinds of weird really? esoteric, you know, devices and stuff that get used. And I've, I've been back training them more and more. Just I was like, it yeah, is, I see it your is grip so training, helpful yeah. with jujitsu. It's, it's just fun. Like what the, I always say, what's the point of a strong back if you can't hang on to the thing? Like you right. got to be able to hang on for sure. Uh, and there's just super weird esoteric events. You know, yeah. Shout out to Joel Dirks, Joel Dirks, who uh, is putting on the competitions in Minnesota now. Nice. A little bit of strongman kind of stuff, like the axle that they use, that big thick bar that they'll pull from the floor and pop overhead. We'll use that for different stuff and whatnot. But again, I like to live life in the back pages of obscure sports Mm. quarterly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For sure. So I show people in the gym sometimes the YouTube video of you doing a Steinborn squat. Yeah. How long did it take you to? master that oh that's not mastery that was me just messing around with it i've done it basically just a handful of times well um for those that's for you those just don't know you just fucked around with a 355 pound bar on your back that oh just, is that the one where you like yeah you, you, it's on the ground it up? yeah you tilt it up vertical and you position yourself underneath it roll and you under it break and every up. vertebrae in your spine <laughs> yeah, no man no <laughs> everything's dangerous if it's outside your body's capacity for it for yeah right for sure, for sure. you know uh, but like if your body's, I've been training it again a little bit and my mobility is way different because that's a long time ago. It was like mm. almost 10 years ago, that video, you know, it's super fun, super weird, esoteric, but it's hard to train unless you're in the right kind of gym. And I've been in the right kind of gym again recently. So, uh, let's get fucking dangerous. We got the space to do it. You know, why not? I mean, you're training at a gym that specializes in spinal cord injury. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout out to fit for recovery out of defiant fitness because they do amazing work yeah for sure is that is that it is that it i mean i i'm 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 here man oh i'm here if you're if but if hey if if you don't want to talk to me anymore i'm cool (laughs) (laughs) 
I was I was challenged. Oh, I think they, maybe this is what I was challenged by the guys this morning um, to to break the record of the longest podcast with you. Good luck, dude. I know. It's Recorded or posted? Yes. Both. Because <laughs> I, I, I chopped Ishmael's down. To get to the right file size, oh, the right we, file. we yeah. talked about this. Fucking you and I panicking about that. <laughs> yeah, I should have just done a two part, two part yeah, thing, a two parter. But yeah, man, it was five hours. Wild. Yeah, super wild. Because Ish, you know, Ish is is it doesn't always come across that way, but he's down to just chill and hang and mm-hmm. talk. Unless there's fights on, then he's he doesn't know you're in the room. <laughs> Legitimately, we watched fights that night and. There was 12 people hanging out, having drinks, glancing at a TV once in a while, talking yeah. to each other. And then there was Ishmael over there studying the fights, like studying. If, if you guys listen to um, John Donaher or Gordon Ryan on like the Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Wild. Like the John, I guess John Donaher. He was like on the, Rogan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they were, they were both like, like one after the other, like. Um, oh gordon was on there gordon was on oh, yeah. i missed that gordon was on there it's he, he's got some like wild stuff i mean obviously just because he's like a demigod basically at jujitsu um but like just like he's got some like wild like health challenges yeah, colitis type stuff or whatever, similar like, yeah weird, he thinks it's weird. from like antibiotics that he's uh that he took for a staph infection but yeah you were tech you were talking about like ish studying these guys and like just like John Donaher, he was like talking about how they would go into class and they would do like a situational where the guy would be on someone's back or someone would have your back and you'd have to escape. And he's like, no one was escaping from like a, a specific type of back take. And he studied all night till like 3 a.m. Just this specific, like diving deep into the, the archives of fights and how people have escaped from this and then the next day they just trained that all day long and then by the end of the day they were all able to escape it and just like fucking madmen just yeah. madmen i, I love yeah. it though like just yeah, totally. dedicating their lives to something like well just putting that much that that many hours into such a very specific detail in a very yeah. specific instance Exactly. You know, most people would just assume they had the right answer and it just wasn't of being applied right or something. Right. Right. But that John Donahue's he's also just weird. He wears rash guards. Constantly. If he hears that, I'm sorry, he can beat <laughs> me. He no, will no, no. Kill, kill me. <laughs> no, no. I, I would assume it's been noted on multiple formats that that cat lives in a rash guard. <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's he's got like a, a, in the Gordon Ryan one. He was saying he's like, yeah, John's got like his like date rash guards. He's got his workout rash guards. He's got his just everyday rash guards. I'm like, that's fucking weird. <laughs> that's, that's fucking weird. That is super weird. <laughs> I wanted to see. I want to see a date rash guard though. I'm yeah, very, what the fuck is a date rash guard? I wish we could Google this. Like, I I need to see what a date rash guard for John Donher looks like. Did you guys see the video of uh, when uh, Gordon Ryan and? Uh, Andre Galvo, like when he smacked. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched that. To me, the most entertaining yes. part of that whole thing was looking at John Donner. Yeah, yes, for like, sure. If you saw that guy, you'd be like, who is this <laughs> fucking nerd yeah. right now? You know what I mean? Like, 
Because jujitsu is a nerd game. It but is. The two cats in question are are specimens. Like those are those are those are guys you well, would not choose a fight with, even if you didn't know anything about fighting. They're built. And then there's Donaher. Yes. Looking like Professor he X. Like he just got in from collecting <laughs> the carts at Target or Walmart. He looks yeah, like the guy. Was, he looks like the guy who like finds like dead butterflies and like frames them. Yes. in, in yeah. his house. Or yeah, notes the species. Yeah, notes the species. Exactly. His rash guard. I feel like he had jeans and then like the dad white Nikes from like. <laughs> Does he wear jeans? I think he did that. Because like I feel like jeans are not functional for fighting i'm gonna be also and jeans like, and a rash guard are not functional <laughs> for fashion i could be remembering this incorrectly <laughs> just rash guard in general is not functional for fashion i can't picture i can't picture like a like anybody anybody, anybody. in a normal situation yeah. in a rash guard rocking a rash guard that's super I, weird it's, but he also you know the look on his face though in that it largely staged I'm go. I'm gonna go ahead and you, say oh, you're saying it. largely you're stage right. situation. Yeah. It got a lot of attention. It did. They got a lot of Instagram followers. I'm and sure. I mean, yeah. But like the look on his face was one of like, like a Spartan's glee. <laughs> He's just like, all right, we're gonna do this. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah, and it's funny that you say about the stage thing because Gordon Ryan, he's like he's said on the podcast, he's purposefully talks mad shit. Well, yeah. Just to get attention and to and also because he fucking can who makes money in the ufc the people name ufc yeah. fighters yeah are, right. are they quiet people who respectfully bow to their opponents nah man it's a show everything's a show i mean gsp i feel is pretty uh i feel like he's pretty calm cool and collected sure compares bank account to, <laughs> to probably kind of regard you yeah, know that's right that's right i mean i feel you but I don't like that element. I like a GSP. I mean, just quietly bow and move I'm, on. I'm all about that. That's but my style too. I get the I get the business element of it. It's but my majority. favorite fighter of all time is fucking Ric Flair. You know, so <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, let's just be honest. Yeah. <laughs> don't want to blow people's ears up with a loud woo. Thought you're gonna add something there. I thought about it, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Had that look on your face, Polly. I don't need to pontificate on it. That's a big word there. Pontification. Polly doesn't like the way his voice sounds when he's popped in on the podcast. His way he doesn't say much, but it's just silky smooth. It's, it is super good. Man. It is. It's so much better than <laughs> it's, ours, it's and one we actually of the are the hosts of a podcast. <laughs> it's one of the better voices on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. Just edit out whatever we say, and strictly have Polly <laughs> just doing all the. Yeah, man, you gotta. I so that was a that was a weird thing starting the podcast. I don't know. Maybe that was more of a me thing, but like at first when I was making videos and doing the content creation type shit, I was a little self-conscious of like my voice that goes away real quick. You make like 10 videos that goes away. Yeah. Well, you've never heard it. Yeah. Or maybe you have like just in a few random videos, you've never heard yourself recorded and experienced you per other people. Mm -hmm. But that, the novelty of that goes away really, really quickly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it does. I mean, I, the 
lingering effect of hating myself even more after listening to myself for several hours to edit podcasts. That hasn't gone away. No. <laughs> but the, the disdain for what I sound like <laughs> yeah. has, has lessened. Yeah, exactly. Going back and listening to the podcasts and having to hear some of the same sentences over and over again <laughs> is traumatizing. <laughs> it's a yeah. it's a little traumatizing. Do you listen, do you listen to your podcast? Back no, like actually, my, my editing style is zero editing. I'm I'm a full on just throw up whatever happened and let the people listen. That's typically unless there's like distinct like a lot of mine are remote podcasts, so sometimes there's technical difficulties that happen then you need to like splice things together so i'll edit like i'll edit conversations like that and you can kind of pick i'm not the best editor because i don't have any training i just mess around with myself and it just you can kind of pick up on that but no i'm I'm all about just letting the conversation ride as is i did that with the last episode of this that i posted okay which was uh, Max and Akila doing like a wrap up of M Theory's efforts at they were Indianapolis. Together or yeah. Okay. And uh, the very one. first response I got, because you get messages, you know, these are people that yeah. can get revenge on you at the gym, you know? For sure. And the very first sentence I got in a message was nice editing, because I didn't edit it at all. I just let it go up raw, like the jibber jabbering at the start and the, yeah. you know. <laughs> So I'm all about that. I, well, I, I was Personally. getting more and more about that, but now I'm like a little, a little more self conscious <laughs> again. Like, ah, maybe I better clean it up. I don't know. I, it's what you, I don't know, what you want, right? Or is it what the people want? I don't know. How do you? One I'm also those, not very successful at podcasting yeah, so far. <laughs> all three of my followers, shout out my three followers. Uh, yeah. Love you guys. Mom, dad, brother. Yeah, right. <laughs> <Love you guys. laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going to say one of those is probably good for business. I'm only assuming. And the other one is probably good like artistically. Yeah. Yeah. It's a creative platform. I think I can say this because I'm almost positive it's not a story. So it's funny. But uh, Max, after his the episode with him and Aquilo mm-hmm. came out, <laughs> on his story, he put a screenshot of him and Jake Baker. And he's like, tell me honestly, do I sound sexy? And Jake was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I didn't see that. It was funny. Hmm. When are you going to do Muay Thai? Did tell me what you mean by do Muay Thai. Train Muay Thai. I'm down to do that. Are you? Yeah. Both the problem. When is tough. I don't, you know, I'm a different brand of busy than I ever was, but I'm busy, you know? Yeah. 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 I get that. Um, that shit's terrifying though. I did a few shout out prodigy. That's yeah. a great gym up there. Blaine. Um, Blaine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Blaine. Um, I would go, I, I decided right before my injury, I wanted to experience some striking. I'm like I've never I've I've grappled my whole life. So I did like wrestling in high school. Ah. Did did that stuff. Yeah. Um and so and like yeah, I was like, "All right, I've always kind of been afraid of punching because like I'm afraid of getting punched. So let's go do it. Let's let's go do it." And obviously like in that scenario, you're not 
it's there's no sparring it's a lot of bag work um it doesn't matter. The bag's still when you're holding <laughs> when you're holding the the forearms bag like the forearm bags. I don't even know what they're fucking called. But when you're holding that shit and you just take a kick, it hurts and it hurts for for days. Like I, I after and again, call me call me like a my forearms a little bitch, but like it's it sucks, dude. Yeah, for sure. It's it's um, I remember so I would do that and then they would have Muay Thai or Thai boxing for like an hour. And then they would do jujitsu like right after on like certain days and talk about like forearm cramps and forearm. Like my, my forearms would cramp up like just at jujitsu. So you do like the hour and like the way, like Mike Nimlos who it would be Mike Nimlos and then Jaffe. They, those are the two, uh, jiu or, uh, Muay Thai instructors up there. Mm -hmm. And, they they kind of have one they have very different styles Jaffe's a lot more laid back just like yeah here's the technique you kind of do this and like and where mike is like regimen like all right we're gonna start with like this combination good everyone's got that down now add on like these n next five combinations and then like by the end of the class you're doing a full-on sequence like a dance yeah. of a Muay Thai striking combination. It's like, it's like doing a jujitsu class with ish versus like Zach. Yeah. Zach, you've got this number of three things and this number of three things. The whole thing comes together where yeah. ish is a little more free form flowy exactly. explanation. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So there's just like the, by the end of, and so you, you would be at first you'd be the, either the guy holding or the guy striking. Right. And yeah, like I said, by the, by the end of being the guy holding the bags, you're just in, it's a lot of like forearm bags, like not many, like the, I don't know what, I don't know what all the proper terms <laughs> I don't know There's like some that you Pads. wear like on your yeah. chest and like it's a chest pad and an yeah, arm pad. Chest pad <laughs> and the arm pads. And the arm pads is like, like I said, like your, your forearms are just, just like shredded. And there was, I remember there was one time. I kicked and the guy didn't have like the forearm pads just right where I actually kicked his forearm. Nope. I, it hurt me nope. so bad. I was like, no, why, why am I doing, why, why am I doing why this? Am I doing why this? am I doing this? This is stupid. Yeah. I can, gra I, I'll tackle you. I'll take you to the mat and we can just gently choke each other out <laughs> yeah. where instead of like kicking each other, this is savage. Yeah. Striking is a savage sport. Totally. Definitely. The, the, the sentence I always cite well, one, you just cite like the repeated uh, kicks in like UFC fights, mm -hmm. where they hit the quad and then they hit the quad mm -hmm. and they hit the quad, and people are like, "What's the deal? Why is that guy struggling so much?" Ah, uh, uh, have you ever no, bro? Any bit of, yeah, yeah, you wouldn't be able to walk for a month. Yeah, uh, but there's a sentence that Caitlin said on here. Mm -hmm. She either said it on here or when I was at her gym, kind of taking photos or whatever, because there was this congregation group regularly of heavyweight fighters boxers kickboxers kind of a mishmash of stuff and they were just working different types of striking yeah but it was a chance to get a look at someone your body size and it was fighters from all different gyms in the area and she used the phrase accidental knockout power terrifying which the most terrifying phrase ever and, and it was just like i okay i definitely want to try and experience and learn some of this but I never want to be in the room with accidental knockout power. And it was because they were bigger dudes. So like yeah. presumably a little bit of technique applied to me, I, I would 
you would have accidental knockout power. Theoretically land in that group, but like yeah. I'd, I'd rather not be in that group. <laughs> Just <sighs> accidental knockout power. Well, that's like, I think, I feel like that's like what you see like in the street fights when you watch YouTube videos of like yeah. street fights, like of like bigger guys, like they'll, if the, if you connect like yeah. to an, an unlocked jaw, you're going to knock a person out. Yeah, it's a lot of force. It's a lot of force. Like you're like, I don't like. Yeah, of course. If you're trained at all, the chances of you getting knocked out versus someone who's untrained just wildly throwing very, very slim. But like, two untrained people and like the, the bigger guy's probably gonna win just because right. of the accidental knockout just power. Physics, just physics, exactly. Forces. Like it, that makes fucking sense. That's terrifying, though. Well, but yeah, in a room full of people who've been training Muay Thai for three years, it's yeah. also just means something different. It's terrifying. Oh, and that's even yeah, yeah. that's exponentially more terrifying than <laughs> sure. just a street fight, just two big dudes going at it on the street. They got Keystone in their belly. Who got Keystone? I'm a bush light guy. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, that's Iowa. That's Iowa for you. You're from Iowa? No, Chicago. I was, I was going to say, I thought it was Illinois. <laughs> you went to school in <laughs> went Iowa. Went to school in Iowa, Iowa. Yeah. yeah. That's where you developed your booze habit. That's where That's where I developed the, the booze. I mean, Iowa, beautiful beautiful state. I'll finish that, state, that, that sentence, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's like... You get you get there and not much else to do but but just drink, drinking and fighting, drinking and fighting. You know there there was a good jujitsu gym. Actually, I, w- I meant to tell you, um, oh. you should have John Gutta. He's he was my teacher. He's say it again. John Gutta. All right, I'll put him on. The list. I hope, hopefully, I'm uh, saying his last name right. G U T T A. Um, I I he was such a cool like first instructor into into the sport like so, and and I don't know his record competitively but whenever I see his posts on Facebook he's standing on the podium like first or second like yeah. and he competes all the fucking time yeah he's he's one of those guys he's he's such a cool down to earth just like a Iowa dude and but <laughs> I, I, I it was cool because like I, at the last tournament I, I competed in in 2019 he was there actually and I unbeknownst to me he I saw him like walking around I'm like oh shit went up to him and he actually like remembered me super cool dude I was gonna say if you want to start expanding like outside of uh, oh yeah totally outside the state he's, yeah. he'd be a cool I got a couple out of staters that are on the list just because I've connected with him on social media and stuff yeah but. No, later <laughs> where where in Iowa. I will say so. He is, yeah. He trains at or he coaches at Tipping Point in, I believe it's Cedar Rapids. So when I trained, it was actually at the University of Iowa. Okay, that was when he was transitioning out, and I think moving full time to to Tipping Point. So the 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 place I started was just the club, University Club. Okay. Sorry, and. Now that is run by a guy named Matt Layton. Matt's also he's a, a fucking spider monkey on the mat. Like I've I watched him compete at Fight to Win a, a few times, like up here in Minneapolis. The dude is his like spider like legitimately his spider guard is is wild. He's yeah, he's wild. I don't know if people know who he is, but shout out those two guys, John Gutta, Matt Layton. They were like my two they were the guys who like introduced me to jujitsu. Um, 
And yeah, so I think John moved to Cedar Rapids, which is like 30 minutes north of Iowa City. Okay. And uh, yeah, Matt's now the lead instructor at the University of Iowa. So it's on campus. Yeah. Yeah. It's in That's like cool. a, the best part about like those classes is so we would be in our gym doing jujitsu right across was another studio where you would have, and I don't know what the martial arts called, but it's sword fighting. And these people would be sword fighting with wooden swords. Sure. And it was awesome. Like the traditional Japanese Traditional stuff, Japanese, yeah. like, yeah. It could have been even like Aikido people. The, I, the, the little bit of Aikido I did, because that's all based on the movements, the round yes. movements of the sword or whatever. Yep. And there was weapons-related stuff where they did that. And I'm sure there's a specific name for the use of the sword, and that's what they were doing. But Yeah, it was a lot of yelling, yeah. too. Oh. Hmm. There was, there was because, like, we would, I mean. Like, why is there so much yelling in, in martial arts? Everybody calm down, you know. It is intimidating. Yeah. It's like, why is there yelling in tennis, dude? It's intimidating. That's maximal force output. I've also heard that it, um, for the opponent, they can't hear when the ball is hit is it timing or something? yeah and it's yeah. timing i'm pretty sure there's a timing aspect of it too when you let out a grunt it f- kind of fucks up their like sense of oh was the ball just hit sure. or i don't know so that when i try bullshit. to swing around from like side mount to get an arm bar <laughs> i'm gonna start like screaming i, I want to so hear a it... full on <laughs> matt bruce grunt <laughs> <laughs> that way maybe i can land an arm bar once yeah more. yeah exactly <laughs> Throwing out a submission with a full-on yell. Yes, bring, bring grunting and screaming into submission. Uh, you can't do that in IBJJF, though, because that will be a verbal tap. Verbal tap. <laughs> so You can't make... You, hold on. Any vocalization is a verbal tap? I look to you, Paulie. I don't know why. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I am so, not the competitor, but... like I feel like I, it, within the right context and hearing like... A, that would make some sense. That, yeah, maybe if like there's an or, inherent submission on, but like let's say we're like I'm wheeling around just, in mount and grabbing an arm and I'm going ki. That's <laughs> like not you're a, in a tap, dominant bro. position. Yeah, come on. Clearly, you're not submitting, but I wonder if like the rule is just legitimately any verbal. Like I, I don't know because I, I don't compete, but yeah. I. I <laughs> I'm just assuming that that rule is in place for if somebody sustains an injury that like, oh, it's a good, isn't, it's a good rule. You know what I mean? It, you you break, shout you break, it you break a rib, right? Yeah, like, yeah. and you say something. Yeah. It's not I've let out submission. audible I grunts before <laughs> where it's like, I could be totally wrong. I've never probably, competed. Yeah. So what do I know? Uh, I don't what know. the fuck do I know? But. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna make uh podcast t shirts and she's gonna say, What the fuck do I know? <laughs> what the fuck do I know? <laughs> yeah, look, don't look at ask us. me. Yeah. We don't know shit here talking about stuff. <laughs> 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 but yeah, no, it's a that's it's a good rule. To me it's a good rule. Like I said, I've I've let out audible grunts before. I go uh I this is not a shout out to Potterbomb. He hurt me. <laughs> me along with every with like every other human that he's ever confronted now hurt not injured correct he, emotionally yeah. he hurt me yes he like once him and uh, i have a few of people who, who just the airing me. of the grievances did we get into the airing of the grievances, the airing of the grievances. Of the... but no yeah Potterbaum once he like dropped a knee on my head and i like let out an audible 
<laughs> and just like I felt terrible. I'm pretty sure he actually did concuss me because like I, the that day like I like went like me and my girlfriend hanging out. I'm like, I don't feel right. Like something something's not right. And um, but yeah, he did that and then threw on like the nastiest armbar. And I like to I like to think this is what I tell myself is that I was giving him <laughs> trouble with my I, I was playing open guard and he was trying to pass my guard and I like to think that I was giving him enough of a challenge where he was just pissed off. And so he decided, he's like, fuck this. I'm going to submit him. That's what I like to tell myself because I'm like, okay, I instigated him. I don't, yeah. Because after listening to him on this podcast, he's a nice dude. He's a nice guy. Yeah, dude, Pilot Bomb's awesome. Yeah, he's a, he's but, a great guy. But you got your fucking ass kicked. But, oh, he's, yeah, he's hurt me multiple times. But I mean. <laughs> but great dude. And then Marcus, too. He like talked about the rib. Like This was just a accident though i'm pretty sure <laughs> unless marcus i'm you. bringing up anyway yeah, I'm bringing up. but he passed he like passed my guard once and just dropped into like neon belly but i think i was trying to shrimp away and dropped a knee square into my rib and didn't like crack or anything but like a bruised rib for sure for like i don't know a few weeks where it was just like hurt to laugh hurt to cough you know breathe breathe do all that stuff don't hurt your ribs it's guaranteed, it seems like. Because when, when I heard a rib, everyone came out of the woodwork like, yeah, been there. Mm-hmm. But it is the worst thing in the world. Like, you got a bum knee, don't walk on that knee. <laughs> right? You got you got a bum rib, hey, don't lay down. Hey, don't. Stop breathing. <laughs> it's the worst thing in the world. It's so stupid. It is. Mm. Injuries. Is that my line? What else? That is his line. That is. Uh, what else? And, I, and, I've, and I've stolen it. I, I use it on my podcast. Do you? I do. What else? Got a lot. Because um, it, it's good to just open it up. Yeah. And say, hey, what else? If I'm going to be using this on mine, do you guys like to travel? No. Travel, bro. Yeah. You guys I, ever been anywhere I, cool, exotic? I or? would like to travel, and it's mostly motivated by my girlfriend's actual active interest in traveling. Like, I'm down to go, but I give zero fucks. Mm. Like I'm down to go. Let's go to Iceland. Let's go to Amsterdam. You know. But you don't have, like, an act. Like, you personally Were it not, not for have, her, yeah. we wouldn't go. All right. That's my stance. I'm down for a road trip. More and so than a, with a, a like, flight. And not even, like, the, the mode, but it's mostly the experience. Like, let's stop a few places, catch a local brewery, catch a local whatever. You mm. know what I mean? To me, that's a more of a... Then again... I've never traveled internationally. You ever been? I've to, like, I was like, oh, I was just yeah, gonna ask yep, if you ever never. been to Ireland. No. So like, okay. I don't know, but I'm not drawn to it. You should go to Ireland. Why? Sell me on everything Ireland. that you were just saying. Is like the per- it's, so it's basically it's the size, if not even a little smaller than Minnesota. So you spend some time. You rent a car. You spend some time there, and you just drive around. And don't you rent can, a car. You won't be sober enough to drive it. I, I rented a car. I was I'm talking to Matt. No, not talking to you. <laughs> I'm not, not talking to enough to drive it. <laughs> Bro, I'm like 300 pounds. How much are we drinking? It's uh, a lot in, in Ireland. Ireland. Have you been to Ireland? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you drink. Yeah, you drink a lot in Ireland. It's it, the stereotype is excruciatingly true. It's the most I've ever drank in my life. I, I'm like I like to drink, but that 
made me question if I ever want to drink again. Like legit, like you, everyone has those like, oh, I'm never going to drink again. That legitimately made me think I might not drink again. It ruined beer for a while. Well, but it's also a good place to, to finish. Right? <laughs> it is a good like, place. If to you're going to stop, there was some good, like probably some of the best beer I've had, like just some, yeah, some of the best like conversations that like you never could understand because <laughs> the Irish language is legitimately. And I say the Irish language, they speak English. Yeah. The Irish language is legitimately incomprehensible. And then you add in... Are you talking about Gaelic? No. Or? I'm talking about English. I'm talking about the... the, the their worst execution. Their of execution English. of oh, English right, right now. Them and the Scottish, right? It's the, Scot- uh, yeah, I met a few Scottish people the there. And it's, it's just so thick. The accent is so thick that it's you add in the alcohol too, and then it's slurred impossible it legitimately is a new language and it's it was fun but it was <laughs> yeah it was a unique but to sell you mm-hmm. on ireland mm-hmm. maybe you're you're not going to be sober enough to drive but in the mornings like so like my, my typical routine would be you would wake up early relative to whatever that means to you You'd drive to the next town or location. In the meantime, you'd stop at wherever you see whatever fancies your whatever tickles your fancy. For sure. And fancies your tickle. Fancies your tickle. And you would enjoy the town. And basically, once you post it up at a town, I mean, me and my buddy, we just found the nearest hostel that would take us. And we and that and we would probably get to the place by like one or two p.m. So then we'd have the entire day to just fuck around in this new town, try out all the local breweries, climb just like random castles that you can, that they just have there that you just can't experience here. Super cool. Meet some local people. Go surfing. They have a big surf culture. That's something. I don't yeah. know if you've done that. Uh, no, but uh, I have a buddy whose dad owns one of the uh, hotels, the surf, surf hotel out there. Wait, in Strand Hill? Mm, I would have to, or is it Lahinch? Those are like the two big. I don't know, but it's it's super dope. I'd have to, if I'd it's have in to. Strand Hill, Strand Hill is. I like casually fell in love with Strand Hill. It's a. It is one of underrated. You never hear of it, like Sligo and Strand Hill. I have a buddy that lived in. Sligo. So I work with these guys for Beam. Yeah, so that's how I know it. So Sligo's supposed to be awesome amazing we we were gonna go there actually uh he and i were out so he's uh he works for beam he lives in syracuse um we went to ireland together and the following year we were supposed to go again and covid hmm. yeah. um but he's like yo i'll bring you back to sligo it's fucking Dude. awesome so have and you been or not to sligo okay um but then the other guy i'm talking about who whose dad has the hotel uh he was our irish whiskey ambassador so he he actually still lives irish here. whiskey ambassador it sounds yeah, like man. a badass title i like that it's uh it's an awesome job for these kids so so he's jerry's like 24 yeah. it, it's a internship essentially through like the university of dublin i don't know all the inner workings of it but these 24 year old kids man they get to come here uh for college credit and basically just talk about irish whiskey Amazing. it's it's slick man that's, it's a really cool amazing. thing for them but he's still here uh he's actually working for kieran at the food building over okay. northeast um but yeah his dad like has that hotel so nice yeah I, yeah you have to tell me what uh what the hotel I'll, is after. yeah i'll definitely find out 
Yeah, yeah. Um, so where have you been in Ireland? Her, for, I guess one, how many times have you been to Ireland? And two, where have you been in Ireland? Uh, I think I've been there three times. Um, I think twice for work and once with Kathy and I just went. Yeah. Um, it's beautiful that you aren't sure on the count. I like which, that too. I'm which all is about very that. on brand for the, the location. <laughs> <laughs> it all meshes into one beautiful experience. Well, I, I was, I was fortunate enough that I have, uh, my best buddy that I grew up with, he played hockey over in Europe Yeah, and he lived in Germany. Okay. And so we went and visited him a few times and we went to Ireland once and then I've been there for work and we have a gin distillery in England. So, I've been over, I've been really lucky that I've been able to go to uh, Europe a bunch of times for either on the work tab mm-hmm. or staying for free like with my buddy who lived there you know Maybe. so I was able uh, to just kind of so I don't yeah. recall the amount of time <laughs> but um, but anyway when I was in Ireland uh, it was all mostly around Dublin yeah um, I know when Kathy and I went we like a bus tour and, and saw a bunch of shit but yeah, a lot we of didn't spend that, yeah. time outside of dublin yeah. you know outside yeah. of the bus tour um so yeah mostly time just spent in dublin and touring our distillery so we have a distillery up in cooley and then uh okay. in kilbegan nice yeah i would recommend to do the rental car just because i've heard of people also doing the uh the bus tour mm-hmm and i personally my style of travel is get to the location so know the the start date and know the end date in the meantime have no plan and just rent a car or rent like the their mode of transportation wherever you are locally maybe it's a moped maybe it's whatever and just fucking go and just talk with the locals like figure out what's the cool what the cool things are and it's i don't know i i like that style like it's you 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 don't have an itinerary that you're like oh well we were supposed to be doing this at this time like oh I agree 100%. It's, That's uh so the time Kathy and I went, we were actually in Germany uh visiting my buddy while he's playing hockey and we just yeah. found a cheap flight to Ireland for a couple nights. Love we it. just flew to Dublin from Germany. Yeah. And just kind of that, that we were only there for like a night or two. So that's why we just kind of hung out in Dublin and did that one little bus tour but cuz then we were going back to Germany like yeah. a day or two later, but I've had multiple people recommend that style of trip for ireland in particular yeah like you might have been one of them maybe <laughs> maybe i, I was in this conversation <laughs> but like more than one person has said if you ever do ireland do it like that like yeah know when you're going know when you're leaving but be free to rent a car and just mm-hmm. do what you want to do chris went over there for a while yeah, he did like, like a, solo a week or something. Or something. Yeah, yeah just yeah and he just mm-hmm. bounced around and talked to people this is very crazy yeah, hit some jujitsu gyms and yeah, I didn't do that. There is in Strand Hill, there was like a, a vacant spot. Like, so there's this, there's a uh, spa looking right out at the Atlantic Ocean. So Sligo is on the western coast of, uh, Sligo and Strand Hill are on the western coast of Ireland. So the, it's kind of a surf town, like Strand Hill that is, it's kind of a surf town and you, in it, it's a very, very small town. So there's like, Two or three pubs, two hostels, houses that people obviously live in in the neighborhood, and then a surf shop and a spa. And right next to the spa was a vacant spot. And I'm like, 
be a nice place for a jujitsu gym. <laughs> it would be. I mean, you get you had huge windows that looked out right into the ocean, right next to a spa. What better than like yeah. you go you jujitsu, you go over straight to the spa, you get some massage, you get. Well, it has a, a very like Southern California Brazil vibe. Exactly. Right. It was yeah. beautiful, and then like after you after you're done at the spa, you go hit up some live music at the at the pub, and then you enjoy your night there, and then you call it a night. That 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 sounds like a beautiful day to me. Yeah. I don't know. I thought about it. I'm like. If that spot, I might have to <laughs> might have to look at it. Gonna relocate, huh? Well, not to Ireland. If I if I relocate, it's not gonna be Ireland. Where would it be? Uh, I've thought about Southeast Asia. Just traveling around Southeast Asia for the tea stuff. Um, traveling to different tea farms, and kind of educating, like doing a proper, I guess a a proper quote unquote education of tea, like where like learning from the source. And because that's like I kind of have a decent understanding of like post harvest tea, pre harvest or like the actual growing process. I don't I don't fucking know anything about yeah, that. Yeah, and it's uh, and there's a lot that goes into it there that actually affects the what you get in your cup. Like when you order a cup of tea, there's a lot that goes on like where like how you harvest or how you grow. I should say how you grow where you grow different types of soil, like all that stuff. It interests me. So I've thought about Southeast Asia um, since predominantly most tea is grown in China, Taiwan, Japan, a little bit in Vietnam, India, a little bit of Africa. Um, But I mean, shit, dude, I I could live anywhere in the world for the most part. You you don't know until you live there, right? Exactly. And I I almost picked up and did that. But then 2020 happened. I got a girlfriend. Just life kind of put a pump the brakes on that. But it's still, still in the, in the thought, in the thought process of, of doing it. And you never know. Like mm-hmm. circum- 2020 is a pretty good example of that you never know what the circumstances right. lead you to find as an option. Yeah. Right. Every time I travel somewhere, like not necessarily abroad, but just anywhere, yeah. I'm always that's like the first thought is like. Could I live here? Would I want to live here? Mm. That's the thing I think about the most whenever I travel. And it's always, it yeah. always tops like the last place, I, or not the last place I was at, but like the one that's at the top of the list. I'm like, because for a while, Costa Rica was like my favorite. I have a buddy who just moved there. And then when yeah. I went to Sweden, Sweden beat Costa Rica. Oh. But I was only in Gothenburg, so I didn't check out the rest of Sweden. But right now, Sweden's at the top of my list. Ireland was there for a little while okay. until I checked out. You ever out drink any places. tea when you're in these places? I don't believe so. No, not okay. thinking about it. Um, maybe in Sweden, I might have. I'm trying to think. Definitely not in like Costa Rica. No, Costa Rica is not a. Not and a Costa Rica place. was like a different kind of vacation. Like yeah, when I was in coffee, Sweden, I think there. But yeah, yeah, for sure they did. Um, Sweden, I was there for my daughter's soccer tournament, so it wasn't. Okay. It was cool. Different than like an actual just vacation, but. Mm. Not off the top of my head, I can't remember. Yeah. I've been to Iowa. <laughs> like like you have. Where at yeah. where at now? Des Moines. Des Moines. That's yeah. a hey, I I'm just so my girlfriend Sierra, she's from Des Moines. And um it's a I'm, bustling metropolis. It is. It's a it's a nice it's a nice little spot, you know? It's kind it's similar to one of the twin cities. Um West Des Moines, right? 
West Des Moines. Oh, actually, she's from East Eastern Side. It's not called East Des Moines. Clive. Clive. Clive, Iowa. Altu- right. Altoona, actually. No. Oh, really? There's yeah. an Altoona in Iowa? There's one there in is, Wisconsin. Too. Yeah, there's one in Wisconsin. That's right. That's right. Look that's at right. us. I know. <laughs> we're so... <laughs> we're so, so worldly. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody's listening at this point. Anyway. At this, it's, yeah. It's, at the, this is stuff that you do edit out. <laughs> this is just more us conversation. Yeah. I'm a little little tipsy, you know, a little... Got some, got some whiskey. Tipsy's okay. Uh, high is not... On podcasts. Yeah, that's bad. Lesson learned. Not for me, not my style, but uh, semi-recently learned that lesson that high is not the way to go. Mm. Mm. I have yet to experience that. Um, Same. So, well, As a host, I did, I guess. As a, as a host or a guest or receiving a guest that is, uh, yeah, <laughs> under the influence of, that I know of at least. I mean, shit, maybe. I don't know. Hey, I don't care. As long as it's a good conversation. Couldn't care less. Yeah. Could not care less. That's what I'm about. Also, it's illegal. <laughs> I pay my taxes and I abide by the speed limits. <laughs> 45 is 45. I'm speed a wild limit. man. I can't drive 55. You cannot? That's a Sammy that Hager. Sammy oh, Hager. Hager. Yeah. It's probably a good time to wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> Big Daddy needs some dinner. What time is it? Five. No shit. Yep. Happens every time on this one. Doesn't it happen on yours where yeah, you're like, does. oh shit, it's tomorrow. The, we the gotta stop recording. The challenge is with my oh with this, there is no clock. With mine, since it's on a laptop, I can see. There ain't no clock for rock. 